three, two, one, go! Hey y'all, can I mix my T-Rex with your T-Rex and make some pretty babies? I am so addicted to picking up poop, you don't even know. Did you see the paint job on that trike? Wow. Fresh spawns, veteran tamers, and all survivors in between. We'd like to welcome you to Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. Welcome, survivors, new and old, to episode 10 of Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. Today is May 27, 2016. We are a weekly CRR server podcast. That means that the voices can change, but the roundtable discussion will always be about Ark. We have many ways you can contact us, share feedback, tips, or adventures. You can reach the show by emailing ratedark at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter. You can grab our RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in-game at ratedark.pobby.com. First, we'd like to start off the show by introducing everyone here tonight. So, we will start from the bottom and work our way up in TeamSpeak. So, we are starting with you, Mr. Smash. How do? Smash here. Got Mr. City. Hey, guys, I'm back. Banam <laughs> nanam. Hey, what's up? It's me, the liar. And Luminin. Good evening, everybody. The new voice you heard at the start of the show, Miss Lexi. Hey, guys. And our Lee Harvey. Hello. Iron Badger! Hey guys, how's it going? Representing Xboxians this evening, and also we have our Dodo King, Mr. Goon. Hey everyone, how are we doing tonight? And Mr. Foe. The Big Ten. Super Milestone. What's going on, guys? And a new voice, Crimson Ivory. Hey, happy to be here, guys. But I feel like that intro was so long that uh, Esme has to jump out of a cake here or something at the end to make it worth it. I do that anyway, so. Fringe benefits, nice. Yes. Bobber comes out of a cake. Yes. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Want to see Bobber with a wig jump out of a cake? Oh, man. Yeah, you'll have nightmares. (laughs) It's got to be the the female cute hair hair pieces. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yes, Balric. You got a nice taste. <laughs> oh, dear. That just, that's messed up. We shared a night on a boat together. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Balric. All right, moving on to loot drops. Welcome to our new CRR members, James Ross, Num Nut, King Craigle, Dr. Ob Job 85 and NJ Diver. Did get another five-star review. Nat is from Jay Bucky. Gave us a five-star titled Greatness, saying that they love the show. It's fun to listen to while they're at school and they would love to play with us, but we we don't, or they are playing on Xbox One. Yeah, because we're predominantly PC, but we do mingle and rub elbows with you fellow Xboxians. That's how we got our buddy Iron over here. Hey, hey. Yeah. But also we have reader emails that came in. They were actually listener questions, and Mr. Crimson is going to get us started with those. So the uh, first letter we have here is an email from D. Roberts. He says, so I have been with this tribe for maybe a month now, not uh, referring to the CRR tribes. Really cool group, but there is an issue. When I joined... I stated I was a passive PvPer and didn't want to go out raiding low levels or anything like that. I was reassured that this tribe felt the same way that I did. 
Well, we got a few more members and we began to grow. And now over the last few weeks, it seems while I'm not online, they have literally been pillaging the server. Not sure what to do. Do I split from them? Try and convince them to change their playstyle? Do I move servers completely? Or any advice from any from Arc or other past games would be greatly appreciated. Uh, well, first and foremost, it depends on the role that you have within the tribe. <clears throat> Since they've rolled out the uh, um, tribe rankings, all that. If you're a part of the leadership, uh, if you're in a position of power, so to speak, you need to talk to the owner and any other admins. Come to a discussion, uh, an agreement, and you know, let the tribe know. Okay, these are the rules. This is what we're not going to do. This is what we're going to do. Uh, an entity, no matter how powerful, will collapse without proper structure. If you are not in the leadership of this tribe, and they will not uh, listen to reason on your part, don't have anything to do with them. Leave. You know, come up with a slight agreement where you're going to leave because you don't agree with what they're doing. You need to step away from it and just get away. Be away from all the craziness. Build your own little hut. Don't put a whole lot into it and see if they rage you. If they do, just leave the server. I know it's it's painful to, you know, find people that you kind of like to play with and then, so, you know, a bunch of other people join and just wreck it. But if it's a negative thing, it's it's a game. It's supposed to be relaxing and entertaining. If it's not, get away. Yeah, that's got to uh, be the number one point for any game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had added uh, my two cents was uh, I agreed with Luminant's stance regarding the rank. Because if you are in a position to discuss the rules and such regarding you know, the behavior of everybody when, when you're off, um, then that's obviously something that can be discussed. But if you're not, I tend to roll with the suck it up buttercup. Like sometimes you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. And if you're not in a position where your voice means anything, sometimes, yeah, that sucks, but sometimes that just is what it is. And so like the first thing obviously would be like maybe you know, talking to them and be like, hey, when I joined, I this is what we were going to do. And I was on board, but now things are changing and I'm not feeling very comfortable with it. And, you know, or you can actually turn a blind eye and be like, listen, I don't, they're not making me participate. It irritates me, but they're not forcing me to be like them and pressuring me to pillage with them, you know? So maybe if it's not really affecting you and your gameplay and you still enjoy hanging around with them, it's all, it's all going to come down to values because then if if you don't like being associated with that type of behavior and those type of people and you start to feel uncomfortable in your gaming environment, then it is time to pack up and find more like-minded people. So that would be my two cents. But um, did anybody have anything they want to toss in after us? I had something. I kind of think also a lot, I agree with both Lumen and Esme on this, but another thing you can do is while you're trying to figure this out, whether you're higher in the hierarchy or you're just needing to figure out what you want to do with this one, go ahead and try out other servers. It's a perfect opportunity. You're not really going to lose much, especially if you're you, you're offline occasionally instead of going immediately back to this server. Try out a few others and see if you can find some people that fit more within what you want because if things fall out here, you're going to have to find a new server anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I have like a little ripcord. Yep. That's a very good point. And you might find a server that you like better, and then that one will just kind of fade from your memory. Yeah, yeah and I have a comment. Uh, if, you know, things don't work in that general direction that you would like it to go, you could always be a Benedict Arnold and just blast them. <laughs> <laughs> Burn those the bridges. Corners of all their buildings and just nuke them. <laughs> Unclaim all of their things. <laughs> <laughs> 
stockpile all the explosives until one big boom. There you go. Sell them. Yeah. That's the extreme, but you could do that. Hey, it's a possibility, right? All right. Fire it up, Crimson. Our second email here is from R. Henry. It says, uh, hey, guys, love the podcast. Been listening since episode three. I was wondering, how do you stop your tribe mates from taking your stuff? My admins and other tribe mates will walk in my place and start looking for stuff they need and just take it without asking. What can I do to protect my stuff without having to leave the tribe? Thanks again. Keep up the great work. Shadow PVE server 589, the center. So, Lee, what was your advice? Well, my, my advice was first, you should be pin locking everything. I mean, I guess if the pin locks, if the tribe settings are that the pin locks are tribe, that's not going to help a whole lot. But pin lock everything anyway. And if that doesn't help, man, if you have to, leave the tribe. I mean, if they're not going to give you respect as, as a friend and a fellow player, what do you need to play with them for? I mean, uh, if that doesn't even help, if it's PvP or something and you leave the tribe and they want to be vengeful, you may have to find a new server. Again, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier. Uh, everybody was saying earlier about the last message is you'll find a new server and, you know, what is it, Luminan said, eventually the old one will fade. You'll just be having so much fun on the new one, you won't even, it won't even matter anymore. No, come play with us. We'll respect your privacy. Ten yes, we will. I, was just, I just said, I, I totally agree with Lee. You need to be pin coding everything. That's something that, now that we're playing on PvP a little bit, we're learning. Um, you know, Lee mentioned it, you have to note tribe settings. Depending on those, they might still be able to get into your stuff. You know, it might be a tribe pin system, uh, which I, I don't understand the purpose of that. I just don't. If you have somebody that's out, out of the tribe trying to get into your stuff, whether it's locked or pin coded, what difference does it make? I don't know, maybe I should move that to reach. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, about respect. You know, it's about people respecting your stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you are still having issues, um, with, even though it's pin-coded and their settings don't allow for them, then you know it's either the owner or the admins of the tribe that are getting into your stuff. And you know what? Just get away. Just leave. Uh, yeah, just come join us. We're a great group. <laughs> Well, I actually had like a wall of text because I, I tend to roll that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do go for it. I know, right? So I, I once again, like I was feeling what Lee and Luminan had tossed in because I said it can be a tricky situation being that when you join a tribe, the settings can be one way and then they can be changed whenever that tribe leader wants to. So if you have a very wishy-washy tribe leader that likes to mess around and it can really cause a lot of situations building wise and all that jazz but that's another thing but um that's why i like personal settings because i like to have people have the ability to pick how they want to store their stuff do they want to have everything open and a free-for-all and come on in take something if you need it or do they want to lock it down i like people to have options so i favor the personal pins and and all that jazz but you're, if that's not the situation and that's not what you have to deal with, then you are in a sticky situation because you're pretty much at the mercy of your tribe people. And it sounds like they're already taking advantage of you. So, and that's really kind of, 
I uh, it's really disrespectful. So I said, like, if the admins and the tribe members are already doing it and it's set at tribe locks and pins, then your only options are to either A, hide your stuff in another location that they don't know about. Like like um, Luminin had talked about in a previous episode, putting your storage box underwater or something and, like, go off and be like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom and, like, go and get your stuff. Or ask them to change the settings to personal locks and pin codes. Maybe they don't realize that that's an option. I don't know. Maybe they're new at being a tribe leader. Maybe they don't realize how it's affecting them. Give them the option to behave in the manner that you are expecting. Then if they deny you, then you might have to confront them, ask them to stop, and then say, peace out, leave. You know, because if they don't care that it bothers you, you should leave. And that because I, I write on the whole thing of everybody's timing game is valuable and it ticks me off when people want to just hop in. They don't play all week long. They want to hop in for like a day and they don't have nothing because they don't put the time in to get it. And then they want to go around and steal everybody else's stuff that they put time in. That's crap. And I don't like that. Yeah. I hate that. You know, no, it sucks. And, and your time is valuable. And if these people aren't valuing your time, they're not valuing you and you're wasting your time being around them. Yeah. Yeah. Roar. Yeah. That's one of my I hear biggest pet peeves about being in a joint in a big clan. I hate that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, where everything's just a free for all. It's just a diffusion of responsibility, right? Yes. Now see I'm I I'm the one that even on our PvP PvE servers, I unlock all my stuff. I, the way I see it, it's just like, you know, a greedy marriage where <laughs> everything that I own is yours and everything you own is yours. <laughs> So, you know, you my stuff's there. <laughs> what? You mean <laughs> they're going to get what? it anyway, so I may as well go through as little pain as possible to get to that point. Well, I mean, I just, yes, it took me time to get this item or whatever, but if you need it or you want to use it, that's fine. I don't care, you know. I, I just unlock everything and, you know, if you need it, just grab it. And I think and that makes it messy because I think things black and white. I think when you start adding in gray like because then some if you run into a very greedy selfish person they'll wipe you dry and then you're like oh well you left it unlocked you know like oh i thought i could come in and take it some people (laughs) don't have limits some people are like oh you give me an inch i'll take a mile you know and yeah so load up the bronto right outside right (laughs) hey but you gotta remember i'm still the baby i'm doing the pvp thing and all that so I don't think like you guys yet. He's so trustworthy. I know. Sydney and I are always the jaded ones in the corner, being like middle finger, and then then there's Luminin. Here's a flower. Here's a shoe. Here's a shirt off. Are you a hippie, Luminin? (laughs) Luminin, exactly. Is that why you guys like playing with? No. (laughs) Oh dear. Fresh from the forge, Iron Badger. What what is all this jazz that I have no idea about? This all this what is all this Update stuff? Update seven three six. Seven three six. Yes, and what it is is with uh, last week's update to bring up server, uh, bringing more servers, and I'm not exactly every sh- third. Yeah, I'm not sure everything that went on with version seven three five. But it caused a problem on the center that it couldn't save on dedicated or personal games. So if you tried to play on the center, you were out of luck unless you were on an official server. 736 finally fixed that. So that's that's the big thing that happened. And it was pretty frustrating. 
However, there was a small side effect that some dedicated servers, you couldn't recover your info, and you had to delete all the information from the dedicated server, so you could restart. So, sucks, but it's the only thing that they were able to do to fix the problem. But did you lose all your stuff or just the your login info? Uh, just it just cleared the information as if you'd started over, or the for the center. Just brand new characters, everything's gone. So it's a complete server wipe. Yes, it's. I think it's the first or one of the very few that's ever happened on Xbox. It's a whole new ball game for. Was that from Microsoft or was that from? from uh, Ark. Uh, that was from Ark. That was somehow they screwed up. They weren't sure exactly what happened, but they said that they'll make sure they'll do their best to make sure it doesn't happen again. Oof. People are going to be upset that it keeps happening, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there was major rage going on in the world of Ark on Xbox. Wow, sorry you had to go through that. Never fun. Yeah. Nope, not fun at all. I kind of, I personally, I just went back to the island. It wasn't even worth trying to play on the center. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember when it happened. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, that was interesting to hear you explain how everything just went haywire. Well, the people from ARC, though, they were so apologetic. There was all kinds of different uh, people from ARC apologizing on Twitter for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a learning experience. That's what's really cool yeah. is is uh, every time there's something going on that's weird or not exactly as planned, they are pretty spot on about getting a get right, getting right to it and communicating with us. So that's always helpful. Yeah, I agree because it's it's actually pretty rare. I think a lot of times it's like they go the other way. Not they arc, but in game devs and and all that in general, they tend to get quieter while they talk amongst themselves and figure it out but they're really fast on replying and and um giving answers even answering all these questions every week it's it's pretty cool yeah they pay a lot of time to their players yeah and money <laughs> yeah <that too. laughs> it's gonna help them out in the end it really is right? it's the long game okay you know they're playing it well i hope it that, works I, while i appreciate all the extra effort they put in for us like you know answering our questions and stuff I hope they don't, you know, allow themselves to get too sidetracked with that and continue to focus on, you know, finishing the game, too. Well, they did extend it, so at least they know that they have that much more time. Right. You know, that's yeah. what's kind of interesting, is it kind of feels like a double-edged sword. I, I want them to come out and it com- have it completed, but the more they stretch it back, the better it gets, the more they add, the more fun we seem to have. Because even though it's not a full release, it is a thoroughly enjoyable game. So it, it's exactly it's it's hard to say finish it now, and it's also hard to say go ahead give you some more time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I just mind hate them to see them get time. bogged down in making too many changes for you know requests because of requests and never actually get to finish the game. And what were you saying, Fo? I don't mind them taking their time since I'm playing the game, you know, so I get to play it, you know, rather than them, you know, taking a long time and I have no access to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost kind of a larger gaming discussion. Like, there's so many games now that are in this eternal beta phase. Like, are games ever really done anymore? And do you really want them to be if they're going to keep getting better the longer they're not? But that's a long discussion. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, one thing I will note is this is a very unique, I think I've said this before, but it's a unique experience for 
the Xbox world to get feedback and get improvements on game this quickly. I mean, a lot of games for Xbox, you're waiting three to six months. I think it's the same thing with PlayStation. We just don't get feedback from devs ever. So this is just a brand new experience. Well, it is very much a different type of atmosphere. So I think because of this, you might actually see other game developers possibly start doing more of this interaction because people are enjoying such a uh, quick response. So it would be strange if they didn't start responding even quicker from different game developers. Yeah, that would be awesome. That is a good point to make, too. Definitely leading the way on that front. And the one thing that popped up while you guys were talking was um, I, the organic nature that this game is developing, because I, I doubt that they even anticipated ent- adding a center map. Like, because it hadn't even been a thing yet, you know? So it's kind of neat that they are opening up the mods, they are throwing contests, and they are pulling from the community and bringing more people on board. And had they released it or released things early, then we may not have that opportunity, you know? Because for whatever reason, they might be like, nope, we're we're only going to do the island or, you know, but now they met the mod maker and they bring them in and they actually... um. I don't know if you guys caught the Twitch stream today when they were talking. Jat was talking to a gentleman. I can't remember the guy right now. <laughs> but um, they were referencing um, another map, you know, and uh, more mods because they have another contest. And so it's like they are not done totally blowing our minds and making the Xbox players drool. <laughs> So it's it's really cool. I like that. Yeah, it but, definitely shows good openness on their part, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. It's actually with the Q and A we have down the way, but go ahead. Sorry. Go smash. Oh, I was gonna him. Okay. I was just gonna follow up with what you said, Esme, is is I kinda think if I remember correctly, early on before the dev kit came out and everything, people once they got accustomed to the island, they started asking, and I think it was in some of the, di- the digests, hey, will the uh, the island expand? Will we have terraforming? All these other things people started tossing out. So whether they intended to give us another map or not, as soon as the dev, came, the dev kit came out and people started creating these uh, amazing or out there maps, I'm assuming that's when they just went, oh, hey, those guys did it for free. It's turned out really well. We can go ahead and implement that now, and we'll focus on this other stuff. Good, good points. I was going to mention... Just to bring it into perspective for our listeners, this game that they've now pushed back to late this year uh, for the release, it was supposed to come out within like the next 33 days as in a finalized game. I mean, just just picture that. How many animals have they not yet released that are in the upcoming dossier? How many um, features have they talked about adding that hasn't even hit development probably yet? This game has gone so far beyond what they originally expected it to. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> just think of it this way. At this point, we're uh, almost a year in. Can you imagine what this game's going to look like in three years? No. Exactly. Amazing. People right. tend to vastly underestimate the amount of time that uh, the games that we all know and love were actually in development. And when you see the crazy amount that you know games like these have progressed in that short a time compared to you know other traditionally funded you know large studio games it's it's pretty staggering it's setting a good bar agreed so speaking of future things we have patch notes current version 241.5 we're in now up and coming one for may 30th is the 242 
And I'm wondering if it will release on May 30th. We just apparently got the markers today, right? Is that what? I know they were tweeting it out and and then um, City added that, that what, you just heard that the biome went live on Xbox? Is that what? It went live on Xbox oh, really? about an hour ago and it went live on PC just now. Holy crap. Snap. The biome updates or the biome markers? I figured the markers. Yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, um, let me look and clarify. Yeah, because yeah. it might be the biome markers because they were supposed to put those out this past Wednesday. And I know we, I know Smash. And City and I, we were like, are they even out yet? And we were all flying in game over there and checking stuff out and we never saw anything. And then on Twitter today, and I had tweeted, John, I was like, hey, do you know where we're going to get these markers? Didn't hear anything back. Then all of a sudden, Jeremy's tweeting, oh, yeah, our markers are supposed to go live pretty soon. And then then now, so it sounds like now, Nate, I think that's what it is. That's the markers, mm. I would hope. That makes the most sense, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yep. of the two. It makes sense to do the markers so you have the weekend to adjust or maneuver around right. those markers. And then thir- and then on Monday, bam. Yep, I agree. So with this new stuff coming in on May 30th, did you want to cover that, Luminan? You're always good at doing that. You're a good patch patch guy. Sure. You're talking about 242? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're adding the Diplodocus, which is like a... If you took a Bronto and you squished it down short and grabbed it by its neck and tail and stretched it out, that's what you're getting. Um, with this, they're going to give us a, oh, this is cool, a 10-person mount seat. They're going oh, to be wow. able to hold 10 people on this plus the driver. So yes. 11 people total. Now it's it like a dino be... minivan. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> I think uh, Jeremy tweeted, tweeted, tweeted something about it being a like a taxi service. You can set the seats to be public so people that aren't in your tribe can mount. You can taxi him from one spot to another. Now, they said it's going to be faster than a Bronto, which, good grief, I hope so, because it'll be a 12-hour bus ride just to get down the street. That's exactly my uh, thought. It's great to see them adding more sauropods. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, the titanosaur. Oh, he's so, so... <laughs> but anyways, moving on to the leech. Ugh, they're adding leeches. Do we really need to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> the first Along step with the zombies. <sighs> They're adding permanent diseases and cures. Yes. This is going to be contagious, <laughs> player to player. At least the swamp fever, which is, I think, the only one they've actually talked about yet. Um, so well, somebody you sign on, you could wake up and have like mono. I would be okay with mono, but this is like you're getting like. It sounds more like HIV. Yeah. Well, he said that you can take a corpse that is infected, and then Ariel drop it into somebody else, somebody else's base, and it will spread to them. See, I called it. Awesome. That's what we put them out. Catapults and launch them over people's walls. Good job. What's stopping you from getting infected as you carry the corpse? Yeah, good point. Injections, whatever you can get from the leeches and whatnot. Vaccines. I guess. Right. There's going to be different types of cures and stuff. Body condoms. Um, (laughs) (laughs) An apothecary table, maybe? (laughs) A new apothecary table? That would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, Of course, we've talked about the biome updates. They're extending the snow zone. They're giving us the redwood forest. Uh, This is a major environmental overhaul, which, as we just mentioned, they may or may not have just added the uh, markers in, which is like a wall you can pass through in-game that marks off these areas. On the 
dangerous side, the side's gonna be changed. This one wall will look red and it'll say danger zone. And if you pass through it, that side will be green. It says safe zone. So you know specifically which which side of the wall is gonna be changed. So if you're on the red side, you're looking at it, it looks red, and that's where your little house is, you should probably move your little house. Uh, I already mentioned that they're adding the multi-seat saddles. Servers can now optionally enable offline raiding prevention mode, which will make dinos or structures invincible if no owner is logged in, indicated via the head, uh, whether the owner, player, slash tribe is logged in or not. I have not seen this one, so I'm reading it word for word, sorry. Recommended that server owners utilize this with care as it may have an undesired effect on the competitive environment. Which, absolutely, can you imagine? Oh no, we're getting raided, everybody log off. Well, now they can't do anything. <laughs> you know, that could be a, that's a catch-22, 100%. They could add a tweak to that, so once the, they implement it, they could do it where it's like uh, in other games where even if you log off, you're like still present for a certain period of time. I could see them doing something like that to go along with this to help counter counteract those uh, quick logs or even if they just change it so if you're already doing damage to their structures <gasps> yeah. it gives you like a 10 minute window to do more damage to you know extend that window or whatever so i thought that because they actually um jeremy was just tweeting this out today so they had just added this and had to been today because he was just going oh and by the way blah 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 so i thought this was kind of cool i have seen um like a mod that had like pillars or something that you put in so it like would deter offline rating that it would beef up everything by like a certain percentage i think it was like 30 percent you know so like if you tech got your base got attacked while you were gone everything was 30 percent stronger and 30 percent more fortified I, I thought that, that maybe that would also be a kind of cool middle ground, like maybe them to add that option too. But it also, like what you were saying, Luminant, it kind of reminds me to like World of Warcraft when you have those people that go into Battlegrounds AFK or whatever and you get kicked after a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Like they should put something definitely in there to deter these people from going, oh, here we go. Like either, yeah, give them like an additional, if you're going to try to um, sneak out and log out, that your base still stays active for 10 minutes. So whatever damage they do, I don't know. So there has to be something, because then that's just going to be ridiculous. Agreed. Now yeah. they also have the breeding mechanics phase two are supposed to come out, which they've been saying this for like four or five batches. Random mutations, family trees, interactive baby raising. So you're going to have to, you know, pet, pet the baby when it hatches, imprint on it when it hatches, you know, feed it and interact with it. And it, uh, the, we talked about this last podcast you know it'll imprint on you and hey they did huh. say by grabthar's hammer so you know with that inclination they have to get it out i think they've had that on three now <laughs> they have give them a little leeway what were you gonna say goon wait, what kind of random mutations are they talking about does anybody know i don't think they've really alluded to that three legs six eyes two know, tails thing Maybe. I was just thinking colors and stats, but you know. Five heads. <laughs> oh, imagine a bear with like like a octopus leg coming out the side. Yeah. <laughs> or like a Rex half brought like imagine a Rex and a Pariser and a Bronto and a trike. I would just like a dinosaur that walked around. I can't even imagine itself. that. It have a long neck. It looks like a giraffe. You know, I could easily see someone coming up with a mad scientist mod to expand on this mutation thing, where they actually allow you to make. What uh, I think it was uh, Lexi was talking about, where you just actually start seeing these weird 
mutations of yes, dinos. Yes, just weird homunculus things. And then Earth dies from there because of that. <laughs> but what I was wondering is what happens if your base is in the middle of where they're going to be making the new biomes? Is your base going to get deleted? No, it'll probably remain. Uh, like what they've had with uh, previous uh, updates similar to this, like when they added areas to the swamp, people would log in and find their base way up in the air, you know, stuck in trees, and um, they had big rocks, just unbreakable rocks appear in the middle of their room, or, you know, I get dinos stuck inside such things. Just a mess. So your base will just be screwed up. Yeah. Best to move. Right through the middle of my base. Especially if it's an unbreakable object, like, it looks like these big trees are going to be, so even if your base is still there, it may destroy pieces to put the tree there. Well, they'll probably remain, bye bye and just be untouchable. You really, like have two walls that you can actually access. And if you're... Goodness, I mean, can you imagine being stuck inside one of these things? I don't know what you would have to do. You, you couldn't move, you Start can't chop it down. Yeah, I guess. I mean, ugh. I was just gonna say, even if you did have another bed somewhere, how would you kill yourself if you're stuck inside the tree? Slowly. Just wait for yourself to starve or dehydrate. You know, it might take, like, four hours. You just stay AFK. I don't recommend Sounds like a good staying Saturday online night. and playing your game. <laughs> yeah, just go to sleep. Like Moving you're on to Twitter. <laughs> uh, Jen at Bubbly Wums, which is community manager Jen. Uh, speaking of all this dev stuff and designing and expanding, they are looking for skilled gameplay programmers for the Unreal Engine 4. They are. They would prefer experience with Unreal Engine four. So, and they have um, an address that you can send a resume to. It is jobs at studiowildcard.com, and the link to that in the info is in our show notes too. Well, they're located in Florida, so you'd have to move. You have Maybe. to move states. I'd have to move countries. Right. But actually, this is. I was looking into this because I wanted to. I was thinking of jobs that I wanted to get when I was actually able to work, and I was thinking of doing stuff like this. I think so. That's I a looked great into idea. all this and looked at all the requirements and stuff. Well, good. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. This is a bad idea. I'm not on board with this this multi people saddle on the slowest freaking dinosaur in the game. I hope that the saddle comes with the speed boost. <laughs> oh my god! I was looking at the picture, and the first thing. I'm, I'm talking about the tweet from Jeremy Steiglitz that was like, okay, one more for tonight. All aboard the Diplo Buzz. Fair will be one prime meat. Thank you very much. And he shared a, a picture of their design of the, the 10 or the 8 person. Looks like, oh yeah, 10 person mount. And my thought was, why would they stick this on the slow, one of the slowest dinosaurs? So like when you're going, like you're going to, by the time you get through your destinations, like if you're in the mountains, your your passengers are going to be eight by RGs before you get to your location. You're going to have like a whole 10 skeletons or whatever back there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this is more of a less a torture but channel to me. Maybe <laughs> like, with the Diplodocus, it might be faster than we think. Well, in this case, it is one of the dumbest creatures that's going to be on the island because Diplodocus. Diplodocus is known for being... Don't say that. You're going to break Lumen's heart. <laughs> Ow! It is known to be the dumbest creature. One of the dumbest dinosaurs. That would be cool. Obviously, that gigantic saddle houses a thruster. <laughs> hey, you got oil? Why not? <laughs> yeah, have to wait just for like the a tech rocket. Gear. Just utilize methane. The thing will power itself. <laughs> Get you some Fiomas. Yeah, ten Fiomas. I was just going to say, I think Lexi's right. It probably is going to be faster than you think. Because otherwise, it's like they, it'd like, be useless. They exactly. wouldn't make it like that if it wasn't actually useful. Like with most of the dinosaurs, like they would have made a ten-person saddle for bra the brontosaurus if it was if it was going to be fast. 
but it's, we already have like a multi-person like, saddle. I never seen anyone use it. Yeah, we have the galley. Galleys have sucky weight, though. I think weight. the idea with this thing would be that you can like either have an entire war party with backup equipment or an entire like setup for a base that you're gonna go set up, right? Because yeah, the weight should be huge on this thing. A uh, a role-playing thing for you know, hey, you have war parties, but you also have sections of the map that aren't into war or something. I mean, I can see it being integrated, but not a lot. Well, you, you hit a nail on the head right there. You, you mentioned role-playing. Now, if we think about this, there are two main casts of gameplay that they, they cater to. You have PvP and then PvE. Now, there are people that role-play in this game, and you don't see a whole lot of anything coming out for them. You just don't. Yeah, because like, I've been wanting to do role-play on ARK, and I think if somebody was doing role-play on a server, like, they have Twitch RP, a big, giant role-playing server that is popularer than anything, really, on Twitch and stuff, I think they'd use this the most because they, like, all team up, and they go on adventures, and I think this would be like the caravan of dinosaurs for them. Exactly. Make, like roads for it. Well, <laughs> Just like travel through the island. You could follow up on this. Think about Valhalla and how huge it is. If you turn that into a roleplay server with Valhalla and the admins of that server set up galleys and these uh, Diplodocus. Oh, I can't say it. Diplodocus. Yes, Diplodocus. <laughs> if you set these up in different spawn locations, so say you have. It's such a huge location. You set up these mass transit uh, animals, then you actually have kind of a uh, a currency thing going on. You have a way to to introduce new players to this role playing server, move them into this large uh, town or building. So you can easily inter- introduce it to that section. I would like to have a cover over it. I feel very um. I don't know. I just exposed. I exposed. I think because I get attacked by bugs just walking out my back door. I can just think this is going to be a nightmare. Like, oh, I had to get off. I was meeting by bugs. Like, I just feel like. <laughs> yeah. Or might, it might like have a, a bug repellent dispenser, like hooked in the mount. There's some things that we need with this mount to, or this saddle to make it a thing. And maybe you have like a protection invisible shield. Totally. You know, I just want some like. Yeah. A little door that comes down. Sure, it's a canopy. It can't Does be. anybody know? That would uh, be handy. I love that. Does anybody that. know if the Gallimimus saddle, if you can shoot from either of the back seats? Because yes. You can. You can. Okay, well then this thing becomes Ooh. pretty powerful that way, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. This Good actually, point. this would be helpful when you're like taming the, um, what's it called? The t- when the Titanosaur gets out. Because I think yeah. like people will need to use the electric prod since they're kind of like immune to the tranks you need to be able to get close up and i think like i said I, it could be a faster dino like not as fast as the galley but the galleys and the diplodocus could be used for using the electric prods on the titanosaur very possible honestly i don't see this being a very fast mount I Thank see this you. more like a, a prison transport. <laughs> you see yeah, people in handcuffs, taking them to the labor yeah. camp to break rocks and stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that works that too. That would be great on an RP server. That's I, what they need. Or 10 bobberts with 10 pink wigs. <laughs> pink wig bobberts. Could have like a traveling st- um, yeah. store. Speaking of traveling stores, leeches. They, they wanted to show us a picture on Twitter of all the leeches that and this dude's got them stuck to him. He looks like an octopus. So. Party time! Yeah, Jeremy said, 
So with the new infection system, you can infect corpses and then drop them into enemy bases with flyers to spread infection. Too much? Nah. So, yeah, totally nailed it, Lee. Like you were saying, we totally talked about that. You were, we were talking, you know, catapulting bodies and infected bodies and all that jazz, so. Oh, it's so gross. Just I have too bad you can't, like, sever body oh. parts because I just launch heads over walls. Oh, my. <laughs> that would <laughs> like be awesome. Like baskets full of heads, just like the Mongols did. Here's a basket full of heads. We're going to dip it into your base. So you're gonna but what I don't get is how are you supposed to kill, uh, pick up an infected body if uh, chances are it's going to be dead. So are you going to have to carry it with the, using G or? Here's the question. Can you infect people with infected poop? Infect your monkey. And then it's throwing poop at stuff and infect. Oh my poop. Yeah, pink eye. That'd be great. They already infect you enough. So you're just going to infect you more with a monkey that can throw infected poop. pink eye. Everybody will have like this gigantic case of pink eye. I was going to say, can you infect your own corpse? Or can you infect yourself? So when you die, you know how your body's tend to linger around. Can you use that as ammunition or does it have to be somebody else? No, I was just going to say, I mean, it just says corpses. I would imagine that if you're infected and you die and you can retrieve your body, why wouldn't you be able to use it? Of course, then they're, well, I don't know. Would that, that could be like a espionage kind of thing. Oh, well, his body. Who? Why would he drop his own body off here? And then, you know, ah. Too could you be reinfected by your own dead body? Probably that too. <laughs> well, well just... is, that, is that what happens if you die and you respawn? Are you cured? Or do you respawn yeah. with the disease? Oh, you know what? You might you respond to know that first. Yeah, because I thought they were saying it's like a permanent disease. So I was assuming it was going to follow you with your corpse. Or, or follow you when you die. That's why you have to find the uh, mm. the, the cure or something. Because yeah, if, if it didn't follow you when you died, then you would <laughs> you'd, see you'd just be killing yeah. yourself 24-7. If you got every time... Like, I don't recommend living in the swamp after these leeches... Uh, and uh, um, what, what are they called again? Diseases. Once the diseases are added, because chances are that's where you're going to... Like you said, it's the swamp one that's going to yep, be another reason I contagious hate and stuff. <laughs> I, am, I am curious yeah, with them introducing oh, yeah, this. If they're going to introduce a dinosaur that can counter, kind of counter-react it, because they have the aquatic one that's supposed to, by simply being on that uh, aquatic animal, you get a longer amount of oxygen. I'm curious if they're going to introduce or well, a smaller one that you can ride around that by enzymes <laughs> or whatever. If you could get rid of disease by dying, you would see mass suicides on servers. <laughs> so you like can't do World that because it would change gameplay. Ben Burkhart at Evil Mr. Frank on Twitter, which is the level designer at Studio Wildcard, tweeted out, Upcoming caverns for the center are packed full of content, crystal caverns, massive ruin systems, and Ark's first jumping puzzle. And so they, they're... Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. They're still developing stuff and still adding stuff to the center. Nice. So. That's terrifying cool. to me, though. Because, like, I am terrified of using ruins, or I hate caverns and ruins in any game. So I'm really interested to see how this one's going to turn out, and if I will actually be tempted to play on it after. Because, <laughs> like, ruins and me, chances are I'll just kill, uh, commit suicide every time I try to walk uh, walk in it. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. That's that's a good, good tip. So Stay does away from that else? maze on the island. Yeah, I can't wait for the ruins. That's exciting. Uh, well, I still haven't had a chance to explore the whole thing, but that's really one of my favorite parts about this game. It's what keeps me coming back is 
going and finding crazy areas. So, you know, if they want to do the world of the Morlocks, as we said before, then it's awesome. <laughs> I'm totally pumped about the whole entire thing. Ruins, uh, jump puzzles, not really, but everything else, definitely. How about you, Goon? Yeah, it's always kind of an unknown force on Xbox, but uh, I know a lot of people that are going to be really excited about this. And personally, I'm excited just because, I mean, the game's what, is it 60% completed or not even that much, maybe? Who knows what's coming out? Just the puzzle, everything, right. it's just exciting. Everything is going to be new constantly for a while. And Lee, you are you are our new PVE center guy. What are your thoughts on this? Well, Joan, I think it's going to be awesome. God. No, I mean, really, though. <laughs> I think this is uh, going to be cool. The caverns are already amazing. There's so much to explore down there. And with crystal formations and stuff like that, it's just going to be even more beautiful. Well, noting that I have not explored all the parts of the center, and I did hear that there's like underwater caverns and stuff. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that part scares me, but I think I would like to see how this turns out. I'd like to see the uh, jumping puzzles too. Maybe it'll turn into parkour from Minecraft. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what uh, is a jumping puzzle? Not my thing. Uh, I think it's parkour. parkour. Oh, you beat me to it. It's like a complex puzzle that you got to leap across and usually you have to figure out the right pattern parkour. to take or you fall to your death. So it's a maze. With so death. I can nullify it with a grappling hook. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, but in a Wait, good jump like puzzle right there'll probably be sections where a grappling hook won't, well, you know, it'll, it'll be, like, useless, you know? There might be sections up where, exactly, it might not attach, or... If they want to make it a might be puzzle, too high. They'll, they'll make it where you can't just easily, you know, fly up there. They could just have it, disable it in that uh, puzzle part. But I think that'd be fun to do on one of our center servers, to just explore all of the caverns. Mean jump puzzles. Ugh. Reminds me of, like, Mega Man all over again. I That's love jump puzzles. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not sure about the jump puzzle. That could be fun. I like to jump from pillar to pillar now. Um, if they're going to make it really good, they'll probably make it like a oh, where you have to land on the ground and it senses the pressure, like pressure plate. That way you can't just jump over it with a um, grappling hook or whatever. That way you're forced to land on it in a specific pattern to unlock a door or something in the ruins. That would be that would make sense, I think. Exactly. Yeah, um, you could you could follow up with that and do it like in a ruin where you have to get to the artifact on the other side do jumping sections over a large open area that you would fall to your death and you can't grapple. Or do like That's Indiana Jones, have a giant boulder come <laughs> That too. You How could about- always, like, they could have, like, a new artifact that they'd have at the end of it. And to get there, you'd have to do the whole entire puzzle and then you'd get the artifact. It would be like an impossible cave. Well, I have some thoughts. All right, said And sure, I'll please. jump in here since I'm next. There, there has to be more to this game than taming and building. There has to be some backstory, some lead story, some destination point, something else besides, you know, building a big base, taming animals. I think Phantom touched on that the other day or uh, maybe even last week. Um, If they don't do that in this game, I think it's going to end pretty quick. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm enjoying everything. Uh, the jumping puzzle things, I could care less about either way. Uh, if it's something that's going to attract some people, then that's fine. That's great. I may or may not participate. 
but uh, uh, there, there, there has to be a, a lead going somewhere other than just, you know, using up resources and building stuff. Anybody I, got a comment on that? Yeah, I, I, was I agree say, man, completely. I, yeah. yeah, I think we all probably completely agree with that. I had an idea about that today, actually, while I was playing, you know, because we've before speculated, well, what is ARC? What, what are all the people here for? And I thought, well, it's called ARC. What if it is like, like Noah's ARC, ARC, where all of these creatures and stuff have been brought here to save them from some kind of impending doom? You know, yeah. like the reason all these dinosaurs are here is because this alien race brought all these dinosaurs here before they went extinct, you know, before the asteroid hit and wiped them out. That That's cool. I like so that. Maybe they're bringing people here. <laughs> Because the human race is about to be doomed, so they want a remnant yeah. to survive. Yeah, and, and we got this thing on our arm, you know. I mean, what the hell is with that? The implant. I mean, and there's got to be something else coming. There's got to be. Yeah. Well, what if you're a 12 year old boy playing a VR game in the future? <laughs> Not a prehistoric. <laughs> well, like, no, don't kill me with that. Kind of <laughs> so just to talk to the, the, the 13 year old girl, so I could be like the exact same. <laughs> But I was thinking with art, because like even in the description of art, it's like you're a woman or man, washed up naked on the shore, and like how'd you get there? Like what happened? How'd you like what put you there? How'd you get there? How did all of this? Yeah, is this crap an after death? Is this an afterlife, after death experience? Maybe it's thing? heaven, because there is Valhalla. <laughs> I don't the know. I'm pretty Viking sure it hurts heaven. being eaten by a T-Rex, so that doesn't sound yeah, like Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> True. I'm right back. Lost. It can't be like dumb. All right, guys. I think we're getting off track. I'm yeah. taking, I'm taking the reins. Um, so somebody said the piece, the PC biomarkers are out, right? I see that little thing added in there. Yeah, that was me. I logged on real quick, and sure as shit, uh, there's a going right, right through the middle of my base, a uh, red and green marker. Uh -oh. oh, that sucks, dude. Was that the pond base? Yeah. Well, actually, that is inside an area that is marked red. I'm going to have to move those as well, too. But through my northern base, uh, right through the middle of it, i got to move everything up to the shoreline or it's going to go away. You know what's not going away? Our Jeremy Overlord. Because we are moving <laughs> in to the Q&A, where we will have Smash playing the role of the survivor, asking the question, and we will have Goon as our Jeremy Overlord. So Yay. do you want to get us started, Smash? Alrighty, we have Survivor Pla asks, Will you add ranks with privileges to alliances? It would be really neat to set some people of the allied tribe into a group so they can open your doors, ride your dinos, access the inventory. And... Survivor Mork asks, any plans to expand or alter the usefulness of tribe alliances? Alliance chat, at least some shared XP, alliance rideable dinos, able to designate a dino for alliance use, alliance dino breeding? I'll be adding alliance chat and some cross alliance privilege systems similar to what you described in the relatively near future. So agreeable. <laughs> so very agreeable. <laughs> this next one, he's got a lot. I mean, whoa. Jeremy was talkative on this one. Well, before we move on to that, anyone have anything to mention about uh, Survivor Plaza's question or Mork's question? Wasn't that what we um, talked about last week with the X-Plants? Setting people, um, yeah. alliance people, yeah. not yeah, to get yeah. mines. Like, Yeah, I think we were talking about that because we've ran into this right now that, yeah, we are in alliance with somebody, but what is what they can't really do anything. Like, like they just ran around with the color teal. They couldn't like, yeah. get into Blue anything. Name. 
Ryan the anything, person with the blue name. Do anything. Boom. You know, it was it was crazy. So I definitely yeah. am on board about this uh, tribe alliances getting a little bit more love or try to figure out how that's going to work. Have more fun with it. Like, all you are is just somebody that can enter your tribe chat and have a blue name. What is that? Like, yeah, I can't ride your dinos. We can't share XP. Like, I remember when the alliances first came out, me and my friend tried to share, uh, get shared XP from being in different tribes and allied. More options, the better. Yeah, currently, the only benefit to it is your plant species X and auto turrets and all that don't attack them on site. Other than that, on site. <laughs> that's it. And you can still shoot them, so there's no fun. People could just betray you easily and just put Plant Species X in your base and ally with you. That's what I was always worried about. I don't know. Can they build? Yeah, they can put, a, put um, they can put foundations right beside your base, like so you had like one foundation there, and then you could put the ally tribe could put one right beside your building, and could just easily just put like auto turrets all in your base and then unally and boom well that makes me feel better about our neighbors had we actually did an alliance with them then they we could have built that way you. that's why i like pve <laughs> all you have is snoopy neighbors like me indeed <laughs> survivor zuko 65 asks i'm curious as to what your standpoint is on the current state of pvp more specifically, flyers. I know there is a large portion of people who would like to see quits platforms removed, and would this be something that you'd be you would consider? If not, what is your standpoint on turrets on a quits? We won't be removing quits platforms outright, but in June we'll be adding a powerful chain bola. Sorry. We won't be removing quest platforms outright, but in June we'll be adding a powerful chain bola for bringing down large flyers, dinos, as well as rebalancing the quests generally. Also, in the 242 imposes some limitations on plant turrets and that they'll consume fertilizer per shot, as well as cease to fire when they're out of fertilizer or water. If that doesn't bring quests into line, we may also prevent auto turrets from being placed on dino platforms. Server option per creature type. Ooh. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. At least when they make these options, they are making it where the server can change it. So if someone doesn't like it, they can tweak it. Yeah. yeah I, don't I don't agree with what this is, though. Like, why would somebody want Quetz platforms removed? It doesn't make sense. You'd have no way of transferring Rexes from the middle of the island, Spinos, any dinos. You walk. Why would you want to walk, though? So? Quetzes make it ten times easier. And you have, like, 5% <laughs> chance of dying Sometimes it's just really fun to take a badass dinosaur through the jungle. That's and slaughter everything. If it's exactly. a badass dino from, like, an Anunnaki, that's when I will be okay with it. That's the only time. Well, he's talking about PvP, so yeah. that way you're not carrying large dinosaurs, wild <laughs> ones, and just dropping them into the enemy. Oh, true. Wait, no, that wouldn't make sense either, because you'd still be able to pick it up with a quetz. Quest platforms would just prevent you from being able to travel your dinos places. I think what it comes to on the PvP, and I may not be accurate on this, but if you think about PvP and a quets, you have flying fortresses compared to a stable. That, so I'm just I, that's where I think they would be wanting to get rid of the platforms because they feel it's unfair. Oh, that's yeah, the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I was I spent literally the last five months on PvP and every single server Everybody knows to have a battle quest, so they just build a house, and literally, house with spikes and turrets galore. And that's where 
PvP comes into hand, and I, that's like what you're saying, Smash, is what I they're starting to think with the removing them, because yeah, because it's like standpoint turrets on the quads, blah blah, and that's what PvP people think quests are all about. They don't think that it's just something useful to have. They just think, oh look, I got quests. I can just make a platform and pile turrets on it so I can go fly over somebody's base and kill all their dinos. Yeah, I mean, this rebalancing, and I don't know about uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know a whole lot about PC games and a lot of uh, MMOs do a lot of rebalancing, I know, but uh, I know on Xbox, rebalancing is just kind of a way of life. Always, everything's always changing. So, at least from my standpoint, there's nothing new about this. It's just always happening to a lot of Xbox games. They do it all the time on PC. Yep. Do they? Uh Elder yeah. Scrolls Online oh, yeah. was like that, too. Well, I'm reading that, and it doesn't say that they're going to get rid of the Quetz platforms. It just says they're going to be adding a chain bola so they can bring them down so they don't make them so ominous against just ground forces. I'm surprised people can't bring them down with those ballistas, man. Those things are pretty powerful. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, that me. I figured they're too quick to hit with those. Now, I've not actually dealt with them, but I figured you're not able to actually hit them fast enough. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I figured you just swerve out of the way. I just gotta lead cool them, to man. Just gotta lead them. One thing, <laughs> yep. that's, uh, one thing that's encouraging to see is that they're going the direction of adding uh, in-game workarounds instead of just nerfing things. So, like yeah. you said, instead of removing yeah. the platform entirely, they're adding other options, which yeah, makes providing the game a richer. counter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's been fixed. Alrighty, Survivor Logan Echo asks, are there any plans to add the new biomes to the center map as well? Yeah, the center will be getting continued work, including additional caverns and further biome development. Underground Redwood Forest? Okay. <laughs> cool. Ooh, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. And maybe one of the, uh, the air pockets could have a cool forest in it. Well, on the center there's a cavern that's uh, that. underground. It's got a, a lake with a forest around it. Is that the one Ooh, that's, that's got pretty. like the glowing mushrooms, or is that another section? That's another one, but yeah, the, yeah, the one that I'm thinking of—it awesome, even has like a sun in the roof. It's crazy. That is a pretty cool place. Yeah. The only thing about that place is you're basically separate from the rest of the map. There's no way to get in and out on like dinos. Yeah, City and me were talking True. about that. It's super. But you'd isolated. be hidden from raiders if you're on like a PvP server. You'd be hidden. You wouldn't really need dinos. You just have a few turrets, and boom, you're hidden from the whole server. Now I thought I'd like that, that. I thought there was very little resources down there, though. Am, is this... There's enough. What happened was people were flying down there or like hopping in there, and they couldn't get out. So they wound up having like half the server stuck underground. <laughs> you know, so they ran out of resources because there was like so that. many people there, <laughs> all, all stuck. Right. You know, we're just gonna have to implement the Stargate mod. Good to go. Oh. Yeah, I think most servers. Or you stand at the top that. of the holes with ladders and start charging people to get out. <laughs> Here, give me five hundred metal and I'll let you out. We don't have metal down here. Too bad. Well, Too bad. You stay down now. here until you get that metal. But you can't fly him out because you have to go through water. No, there's a way in. to get yeah. it. You can fly in and out. No. Yeah, you can't do it. Right. Yeah. Maybe with a Petra, you might be able to. Oh yeah, it's easy. I've yeah, got in there with Petra. an RG too. I'll show you oh. the entrance, man. I'll show oh, you. Oh, okay. The I gotta check it out. 
I haven't yeah. seen it because the, the one I seen you come in from the top, you go down like the uh, volcano lava thing, right? Right. But then there's a spot where there's a rock, and you have to like walk underneath it or like crawl. No, I've always been able to fly straight no. through. Hey oh, Lee, really? it might be good to make another war map or something with all these really good locations to check out. I was just thinking of that earlier. No kidding. The only thing that comes to mind for me with this, especially with the, you guys mentioned the redwoods being under, that would be awesome. Is you know, journey to the center of the earth. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. It'd be like a parody <laughs> yeah. of that. And then when you finally get there, it's a twelve-year-old boy playing a virtual reality dinosaur <laughs> game. Survivor Jor asks, just an idea for the stat crafting speed. Could you design it so that the higher the stat exists, but I've yet to encounter any. I'm one of them. I've heard yeah, this I before, and I think it's a great idea. But what does Jeremy Overlord think? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a pretty cool idea. Let's see if we can get that pile of stuff accordingly. And if so, rename the stat, of course. <laughs> Why would this, you yeah. <laughs> this amazes me. I honestly thought that was exactly where they were going with this the entire time, and now he's like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds the me Overlord. Of, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of um, the crafting I've had in other games where uh, you picked your specialty and then you're crafting like twenty of them, and then you might proc like an extra five. You know, yeah. I, I like that, yeah. and I think this is going to be kind of cool that that would be definitely a benefit for that. I'm I'm all for this. Yeah, totally. I, I seriously thought that is exactly where they're going with this the entire time they were developing it. Then they would actually start to create like an economy around uh, items and armor and things like yeah. that, right? Cells. You know, you can actually have a barter system or something. Yeah, because it would actually be, cool. be worth it for someone to put uh, time into those skills and then sell the items afterwards. So you could trade oh, yeah. things that you might miss out on totally. grand points, right? Hey, go right yeah. back to the RP server. Hey, here's our town. Yeah. Here's our salespeople. <laughs> our, here's our blacksmith. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, blacksmith, librarian. Go. I'm just naming stuff from Minecraft now. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, let's go on to the next question. We have Survivor Grilled Amoeba asks, Are there any plans to expand upon the Ark's flora? Individualized plants to berries, fruits, so you can search out particular berries, fruits, instead of swinging randomly at vegetables until you gather the berry you are searching for. Specific plants providing benefits harm. Different animals, each preferring a different variety of vegetation instead of the generic medjoberry. Any plans to expand the farming aspect of the game? We plan to do a plant-oriented resource specification test once all the biomes are in so that different kinds of resources, and there will be more kinds, are more specialized, unique plants found in the various biomes. The entire thing about flora with me right now is that it's only there for us. Like, the animals don't tend to eat it, so <laughs> I'm more concerned with, like, the grazing behavior itself is what I'd like to see come in. Ooh, add another element to farming. Or even just to immersion of the game. Like, uh, the carnivores wander around and almost look somewhat realistic because they run from aggro to aggro, right? But the herbivores just walk back and forth on their little paths, sometimes do a circle, sometimes do a square. Yeah, that's true. I can see them doing that with, like they mentioned, doing the, uh, the night-day cycle for certain predators and animals. Why not do another pass with uh, the herbivores like that? Exactly. It would... It seems like it would be something incredibly simple to do just to get them to walk from plant to plant. And it seems like it would add a lot in the way of uh, immersion because you could start to you could give them specific plants that they like. You could start to hunt them on their patterns, you know, 
develop behaviors for them based off of those things that they naturally do. It's just like uh, when you steal something's egg and it chases you. I love those little things in this game that are that actually make it seem somewhat realistic, you know? Yes, because it's definitely something you do when you're bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I do. Well, it's cool to see the, uh, the, the normally non-aggressive animals get really upset. Like the parasaurs. You pick up a parasaur egg, you're going to get like 12 pissed off parasaurs, and it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious yeah. seeing 12 parasaurs tear the crap out of your boat. But it makes perfect sense that they would do it, so why not? And they're growling, and it's like you just see a totally different side to them, and I just laughed. I Oh, it was hilarious. You're just sitting there, oh, look at the cute parasaur, pretty exactly. little parasaur. Oh, oh my god, run! <laughs> oh, yeah. Just pick up the egg, yeah. nothing will happen, walk back. I wonder if you're able to put plots out, you know, like, in real life, people put deer plots out to attract deers for when the hunt, hunting season comes around. I wonder if you're able to put out a plot of a certain plant to attract certain animals to bring them in to tame them. That is an awesome idea. It feels like they, they they need to expand on that, just like with the chum question. It really is, it feels like these little tidbits, they just slowly start expanding on. And it just makes the game better and better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so kind of my thought uh, was with the animal's preference for certain plants, I was wondering if a certain area becomes depleted with uh, that plant, will you see migrations on the map? Because that could, that could be something interesting to see in the game. That would be awesome. And kind of scary, depending on if you need that herd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's all my well, meat? It's gone. Yeah. Well, wouldn't, that, wouldn't the plants oh, respawn oh, in their areas? without yeah um you know any building or any man-made items i would think the plants would respond and then you wouldn't have that issue i'm thinking out loud here that's true yeah yeah it'd be a good way to keep the things uh, flowing you know little waves of okay a lot of dinos little plants they leave more plants then the dinos come back yeah that would be cool yeah. it'd be very easy to weight the behaviors that way too Lexi, you yeah. had something that's... to add too uh yeah um same Thing that Badger and Crimson were getting at, but in my case, I would wonder if, like, with like all the trees around, like, would you be able to like pick the leaves and like just hold them out and gently feed them to the dinos, like just hold them out instead of using mega berries? Like, certain leaves would be for certain dinos, certain berries for certain dinos. Not just like this um, questioner person. Survivor said, not just the generic measure berry, and yeah. to expand the aspects of the game with farming. Because I, I think it gets boring just having, it's like, oh no, I need to get measure berries, I need to get measure berries, can't have any other me measure berries. But I'd like to see them add, like, picking the leaves off the tree to feed the dinos, or picking fern plants and take, taking the leaves and feeding them, instead of just berries. Like, where are the berries coming from? There's no berries on that plant. You're just picking oh. berries from <laughs> magic. You're like... We're getting seven different kinds of berries from one plant. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's like, you're a magician. <laughs> yeah. Bippity bumpity boo, there's seven different berries and fiber in that plant. Exactly. Yes. Like, it's I don't get plant. that. There it's all be, like... under the soil. <laughs> well, it's still early. That's <laughs> potatoes. We're not going to have potato... Potato plants would be cool. It's still kind of early, so... 
they mentioned this new biome switch a while back in one of their earlier digests where it was, okay, you're going to start seeing these plants in other biomes. So it's just that early stages. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens once they're introduced. If it's one of those things, okay, you need the, uh, the red berry, Tinto berry, I think. Well, you can't find yeah, it here. Know. It's only on the opposite end of the island. Good luck. <laughs> I like that. Like, that's what would make it more interesting because I don't want just want to be like, oh, so I'm just going to walk over to that plant. I spawned said to, I want to go tame that trike, Parasaur. Just going to go over to that plant, get all the berries I need for the rest of the day, and just do that. Like, there's no, there's nothing else in the game than that. Like, you can't, don't work for the berries to get to tame. You just gather them, like, magically. It's like your hands are magic. That could have sounded very wrong. <laughs> Speaking of sounding wrong, Luminen, you had something to add to the... Wow. Oh, my God. Why is it... <laughs> Poor Luminen. <laughs> Poor Luminen. <laughs> it's nature. No, I was just... What, what tweaked my ears on this is he says, once all the biomes are in. So if this doesn't come out in the next... In 243 or 244 for PC... I'm going to be expecting more biomes. Yeah, migrations based on seasons <laughs> Stuff like would be that. Uh, excellent as well. Yeah, like it'd be much more interesting in the game than just having them stay there. It's like, these dinos don't stay here at this time. It's like they should travel around and not just stay yeah. in one place. Well, I thought it was interesting is when they originally did that uh, obelisk switch, because they weren't on the island, where the obelisks now, or where the obelisks are now, they weren't always there. They actually moved the colors which kind of matched up okay. with the biome. I thought it was going to be the next biome they introduced was going to be maybe a desert to go along with the red biome or with the red obelisk. If the red obelisk starts getting a, a desert biome or something a little bit more in long or in line with that since the blue obelisk is closer to the the colder area and the green obelisk is more surrounded I think closer to the swamp than any other, right? In the middle of the swamp, but I think the red would uh, emphasize more of the heat because it's the west and the south that it's technically well, representing. Desert is pretty warm, but uh, the only other option I can think of is <laughs> yeah. if it was perhaps representing a lava area like the uh, lava island in the center map. And the lava island in the Bahala map. What about a savanna area? Kind of like that uh, savanna I would like the Madagascar map would be, area. is kind of like, like yeah, that reminds me of. I like that map. <laughs> you know yeah, what else is cool? One potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just totally got off track. They're on point. On point, Esme. <laughs> All right. We have Survivor One Potato Chip, which is awesome per Esme. Asks, so I'm guessing there's a reason we can, we can collect other Survivor's specimen implants. When they shed some light? Currently just for murderous bragging rights, but we'll likely have some other uses for them in the future. Yeah, does anybody else not make a necklace out of them? Am I, uh... Am I, um, I kind of feel evil taking people's um, specimen implants, but at the same time, I use it as a trophy. Hey, it's like I find somebody's dead body, like the server admin that still does PvP. Hey, guess who I killed? Woohoo! My tribe turns me on. You're only evil if they're not dead when you take it. I think I like using them like for poker witch. chips. <laughs> yeah, barter. I haven't made into Just a barter it off. Hey. Yeah, it could be like currency, right? Yeah, that'd like, be that cool. Be, yeah. <laughs> the underworld. Right. I'd, I'd enjoy that. That would I'm actually make a, it pretty fun. I'm sitting on a pair of twos and a pair of threes. I'll raise you four <laughs> souls. I heard the uh, specimen implants. If you gather 24 of them, you'll be able to get a uh, god <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 
heard they would be used as uh, nightlights. <laughs> nightlights. <laughs> be very nice to keep her on the base. Mm. <laughs> that would be actually cool. Like, have I'm... the trophy case, put it in the trophy case. In the trophy oh, base, goodness, you put that, and it has their head floating, their severed head floating. <laughs> like a house. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> the arc would be too much like Minecraft then, but I'd like it still. I'm kind of suspicious it'll be something uh, story-related once we uh, find out more about the game, once the game's fully released. I think that's when we'll probably find out their purpose. So five years from now. Oh my god, I just had a break. A moment. And now how, <laughs> how amazing would it be if you could transform into the appearance of the person's implant that you got and oh. then infiltrate their camp? Because oh my, like so oh my god. Oh my god. You created that would be the best idea, idea ever. ever. Oh let's god. hopefully do that because i would pay money to see that i know right like, actual money i would well, give up you may have already my... paid the money if you <laughs> think that alphas were bad i got this on sale so I'm they okay would be that. collecting people sale. like crazy <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh my god that, oh i could i'm just picturing it right now in my head like knock 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 it is bob Oh, it's Bob. Let him in. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, this is amazing. Bob, like, why are you killing us? Yeah, I'd be like the sleeper cell. Everybody logs <laughs> off, and you go unlock the gate and let everybody in. Like that. And then you awesome. have the one person who's like, "There's something wrong with Bob. He doesn't seem like himself." <laughs> I swear, Bob, I didn't mean that comment about your mother. It was a joke. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, this would be awesome. But Leave it to the paranoid one to come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Going on to the main topic of the show, Mr. Lee came up with. Do you want to tell everybody the main topic, Lee? Our dearly departed. Our favorite pets or mounts that we had, anything we got attached to that died tragically or entertainingly. I was just inspired by the death of my favorite mount. I think Rocket gave her to me. What's uh, a King Kong? An Argentavis. Like level 177. I don't know. And it was, I don't know, 215 or something when it died, but... It seemed like I played with that thing the whole time I was playing. And uh, King Kong ate her face off. So. <laughs> sad, sad story. Yeah, that was sad. I actually shed a tear when I saw it flying <laughs> yeah, in the air. Yeah, um, my eyes almost watered, but I was laughing a bit too much. What's a King Kong? It's that big white monkey, remember? You were there. The Megaphysicus? Oh, I th okay, so this must have been a modded server because. No, it was called Carno Island last Saturday. The Great Carno we Island. Oh, that! I'm like, good lord, Lexi, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some other server. No, no, this is totally where. Yeah, I mean, I mean don't that. bring your beloved ones to a you battle with something us that, that could time. kill you in one bite. Oh my God, Lee! When I saw this on there, I was like, yeah, he's still feeling poor Maven's death. He was like, totally. Peace out to Maven. It took all the joy out of that badass victory. I was just like, oh, but I lost Maven. I know how you feel, man. Yeah. But it was well, my own dumb fault. I should have left it where it couldn't have got drug into the fight. I'm going to just, like, add I my almost right lost there. Forsaken. I booked it out of there. I was gone. I know. I <laughs> saw yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Was uh, you just saw uh, dust clouds. <laughs> dust clouds. <laughs> yeah. He hauled ass. So, Luminin, what is your story of your dearly departed pet. Well, I joined the center server and uh, our PvE server, and I was running around this beach, determined to not die. Like, I'd see a dialogue, and I'd, like, turn it, like, you know, 180 to sprint. But, uh, 
you know, I, I made a bola and I got to tear it down. You know, kind of, I'm obsessed with those things. And I was like, yeah, I'm level three and I got to tear up. And I was like, oh crap, I can't do anything with this till 32, <laughs> for 32 more levels. So, you know, it just kind of followed me around for a little bit. It would help me fight little things here and there. And, uh, you know, finally I got, got a raptor. It had trapped me in my little hut like a rat, <laughs> like building away. And next I know there's a level 120 raptor knocking at my walls and door. And I managed to tame it. And I decided, okay, I tore all, all of my stuff down. I'm like, time to head towards city. So I get on my shiny new raptor, which I could ride, and I start heading out towards city, and the, my bird's following me. And the next I know, I get a death message. My bird got killed. What the heck? You know what I got killed by? An Enki, an Ankylosaur. I was like, how does that happen? <laughs> and the only thing I could figure was there was a scorpion over there, and it may have hit the Ankylosaur, who then swung its tail and one-shot my Terra. Killed in one hit. <laughs> so, yep. I didn't hang around there very long. Like a bug on a windshield. Splat. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so sad. No kidding, how low does it have to fly to die to an ankylosaur? Oh, I was on a raptor, so that was pretty <laughs> close. How about you, Foe? I had the best RG, the original Foe Strike, on official server, level 260, unofficial, not easy to get. Um, and he died to a Quetzal that had like a hundred million turrets on the back in the great three-day war of 387. <laughs> and that's real time, by the way. Three I days. There, I went to work we trees, and came man. home. I went to work and came home and it was still happening. Three <laughs> days in a row. Oh my yeah. god. We were up war. until five in the morning each day fighting that war. Wow. That's like a real war. That's intense. Yep. Good lord, were you so 12 won? at the time? The Alpha Tribe <laughs> basically used us to like watch over the whole server, and then they, you know, they saw us, we were becoming too big, and they fought us, and it took them three days to unseat us from our base. Oh my god. It was a lot of just flying birds, snatching people off the birds, throwing them in, in, in um, side buildings that had no roofs, so they like wouldn't ex escape and they and uh, they did the same to us and just three days of just fighting and i lost my prize bird oh my god i could even along imagine. with the rest of my base obviously like who runs an who runs an operation like that like who runs that hey you do the alpha hey, tribes the weird thing crazy. is you I mean, basically like met the you basically met everybody that was in that fight with me on the other server Unreal. so we were always just like five or six of us and we would always try and just hold off these alphas until eventually, you know, there's only so much you can do, you know? Unreal. That's All right, crazy. Boys. They went from five to six of them. It's time to take them out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man. Um, I, yeah, I, I read this and I was like, I've lost so many titles. Like, it's like they all blend together now. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to think that I have one. And the only one that I think it was my very first dino that I, I saw um, totally get like melted on a pvp server by um a species x plant and it wasn't because like i was attacking anybody it was because my dirt deserve friend who was the tribe leader accidentally demoted people from admins and we were all locked in our rooms that were admin only access because he had us admin so we 
he demoted everybody messing around with the tribe things. So all of us were locked in these rooms. So then he felt bad and he was at work and he gave me his Steam ID. I logged in and I, instead of um, like bumping everybody back up to admin, I kicked freaking Bobber out of the tribe. So <laughs> oh my I goodness. kicked myself out of my own tribe. Tisk, tisk. Oh my lord. I was like, leave it to me. I got everybody else safely moved, right? Now, I didn't realize the, the gravity of my dirt-to-dirt moment until I logged into Bobber. <laughs> you know, I, I exit the room, not even thinking I'm on a PvP server the minute my dude foot like stepped out that doorway. My own base turned on me. All of the dinosaurs came and ate all of my dinosaurs. The uh -huh. war was already going on because it turned everything all crazy. And I walked out and uh, Bobbert got mutilated and microwaved by the Plant Species Act from all different directions and I watched my poor Brutus strike. He was the, at the baddest paint job on it and just melt in front of my eyes. So I think that at that point, nothing ever phased me anymore. <laughs> After all of my dinos and I got killed because of my one faux pas, based off from his original one. So yeah, it was that would have to be my my tragic day. <laughs> That's mine. But goon, tell us That's more. pretty amazing. <laughs> it's in my head. I will never forget it. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, you know, right? For, for oh. the dinos, it kind of for you that you did that. Yeah, kind of sucks. <laughs> it was funny though. I ain't gonna lie. I I, I, I cracked up. I wanted to cry and laugh at the same time. <laughs> Goon, tell us your your little uh, dearly departed story. Oh, I remember this one. Well, I had a, a tarot, and uh, he was set to follow. I'm on my raft, just cruising along the ocean there, and he was following along behind me. Next thing I know, a megalodon jumps out of the water and ate him out of the air. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> or, but it it was a amazing jump. That's all I could say. He snagged him out of the air, and it was gone. <laughs> that, that was back before that, that I patched that. No, I feel bad for you for that. I feel bad. Uh, I feel more for you, Goon, than I did for Esme. I sort of wish they hadn't patched that. I really wish they that was a as thing. Well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've yeah, thought on many occasions that, that I would love to see Megalodons actually jumping out of the water. Because they could jump out of the water like 60 feet. Holy oh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. And scary it as was. hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, it's like one of those moments you don't know whether to laugh or cry because it's so freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh my god, they, they add the, they add the, uh, the sound bite from Jaws just when it's about to happen. <laughs> no, no. Get the hell out of here! All right, Crimson, what's your story? So, I got this game like last year at some point, and got kind of bored with it early on, playing by myself, punching trees, you know. And I logged out for like a year, and I just joined up about a month ago again. And when I did, I jumped into official server 50. That's probably another reason why I got bored with it, official server. But uh, I jumped in there, and within five minutes of being on the server, I was still level two. I uh, made a funny quip on the global chat, and some uh, guy who saw it asked me uh, if I was in a tribe yet, and if I needed anything because uh, he gathered that I was new and then he's like well come meet me on this beach and I'll give you a gift and so I go there and I'm thinking oh he's gonna give me like you know a metal axe or a pick or something you know get me going that'll be awesome I go there and I meet him and he's got like a level 75 uh, Carno 
And he's like, uh, here you go, use this to gather some stuff. And I'm like, oh, sweet, where do you want me to return it to? And he's like, oh, just keep it. And I'm like, really? That's awesome. And so this thing was named RAR. And it was my faithful guard dog for the next five days while I was wandering around on the beaches uh, trying to establish a little base. And I went down to one of the islands. I'm not sure if it's uh, Carno Island, but the one in the very southwest of the map. And one day I went in there before I got walls up. And I went uh, to try and hide him while I was offline to go to work. And so I went and I hid down in the cave. You know, silly me thinking, oh, no one will know there's a cave here. They don't go and visit those regularly for the crystal. No, nobody does that. And so I park right in the uh, entrance to the cave. And I come back and after uh, six days of loyal guardianship, I'm level 29 or something at this point. I come back and I find that uh, my Karno has been slayed by a level 12 <laughs> oh and, my god. Yeah. And I just had to sit there and sit there and cry for a bit for my departed RAR. And then I had to grow up and realize it was a game. Yeah. Did you take vengeance? I never found him. I looked. I looked for days actually. Kill them all. <laughs> Kill them all. Kill I got his them. Name. <laughs> I tried to hunt him down and failed. And was it PvP though? Here. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, I totally could have hunted him down. Know, so I'm pretty sure he killed it. me too, because I was on the Carno when that's I logged out. That's what mine's about too. Yeah. Sad, so. sad death. Yep. Tears were shed. Smash his turn. Um, I've mentioned it before, but um, one of the earlier servers I was on uh, was pretty much the first one with the tribe that I joined, and I was doing a lot of taming. Well, we had parked our base pretty much right at, uh, in the north section of the island below one the the mountain and I was going up there to try to tame the first saber I had ever tried and it was a success but it was a long arduous uh, attempt because it was on official server so it took a long time well I finally got it tamed while defending it from everything that tried to kill it got it back down to base one of the guys that we were aligned with uh, that would trade stuff with had some stuff I needed for another saddle so I thought I'd take my new brand new saber out give it a test ride run towards their base. This was all, of course, before I knew how to work Gamma, and it was nice and pitch black, and I didn't know where the hell I was going. So I end up falling <laughs> in a river, and I can't see the ledges, and I can't jump, and I had been running full speed before I hit the water, so all the stamina was gone. Oh, no. <laughs> so not only does wow. my cat drown, I drown as well. I was not happy. I had to take a break. <laughs> Your voice totally went like country. Like what's his face? His voice is some type of actor. That so is it looks awesome. Like, looks it was like not a good day. No, not a good day. <laughs> not a good day at all. Doesn't it seem like that's always the way when you're in the dark and you have like two percent stamina yes. left? You hit water and you're like, no. Yes. Yes. Of course. A thousand times yes. Well, am I yeah. getting married right now? Thousand times yes. So oh, my turn, I guess. <laughs> um, so when I started Arc, I was on a um, server, official server number thirty-one, PVP. Um, join a tribe, blah blah blah, bad tribe, blah blah blah. Still friends with, uh, used to be friends with. Um, so like a few weeks after I started on that server, I tamed myself up. Uh, dossier looking pteranodon you know the ones that are in the dossier the like green with purple yeah. I think yeah, it looks exactly like that you don't know okay um 
I named it Cinder. You know, after Spyro and Cinder. Blah, blah, blah. From the video game. I'll pretend I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's video game. Spyro the Dragon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, So I named her that. And since we were a mediocre tribe, like small, but not too small, had a few bases around. So we had our one metal base. Not metal. Stone. But that's where we got metal. And I flew over there with the cinder. I asked, I was in TeamSpeak with them, and I asked, hey, can I take one of these shotguns? And they said, sure, because they had like 50 of them. Searched around the boxes for ammo. (laughs) Um, This was at the time I had a cast on on my right arm, so I was playing Ark with one hand. Um, So, well, I was doing that, so I got the shotgun and got everything. I walked down. I asked them to give me a a lift, because, wait, no, this, okay, fast forwarding it, um, I go to ride Cinder with the shotgun in my hand, loaded. My hand hits the. Losing We're you. losing you. Cutting I'm in and out. I bet she's saying she shot okay. her own dinosaur. Yeah, I shot it <laughs> twice with a shotgun. Oh Ouch. my god. Not good. I melted. Like, I cried, bawled my eyes out because of that. I was so sad. Because she was my first tame, you know, other than Dodos. Right. I was the Dodo Queen. <laughs> that sucks. Moving on, that sounds like a great punching trees tap. Wait, 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 wait. I have a story. I have a story. (laughs) Yeah, Phantom. Phantom. (laughs) Just skipped over me. Dude, you don't have written out. Well, I was busy busy today. I had to do 30 uh, 30 houses. Just write your name. houses. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this happened on Lee's server, so I blame everything bad in my life on him. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I went to go help um, Hulk tame some Argents on the lava island. So I took my perfect tame Pteranodon and went. We got like four Argents, pretty good ones too. I went to the other side of the island and started fighting some Carnos off of a uh, 150 Argent. The Carnos turned on me. Um, and out of nowhere from the heavens above, three more Carnos came out and I, and I'm not lying to you. Like there was, there was nothing else around, no other Carnos around, but all of a sudden these three Carnos come up from behind, trapped me, literally went on all sides of me. I couldn't move. So I died. So I took my other Pteranodon, which was not bad. It was like a 90 when I tamed it. So, um. Went back over there, grabbed my stuff, and while I was on the ground (laughs) grabbing my stuff and dropping food, I get stung by a scorpion. And I'm used to the island where I get stung (laughs) and nothing really happens. I get on my pteranodon, not even paying attention to my torpor, and end up falling asleep on the ground. And my my pteranodon was on passive, so it was just watching me die. And I got killed, and my pteranodon got killed. So... This is going great. <laughs> so I asked, <laughs> I asked uh, Hulk to grab my stuff <laughs> and bring it back to me. He goes to get it, and I guess he was up in the air on his bird, dropping meat because he was encumbered, and dropped my journeyman crossbow <laughs> in the water. Oh, oh. In so the freaking water. <laughs> in the water. Yeah, that sucks. He, and he was like, I'm sorry, dude. I lost your crossbow. I can't get it back. <laughs> what? <laughs> that took me a while to get. Okay, so 
Why is this all on Lee's fault? Why shouldn't it be? Uh, why shouldn't it's it be his server? Yeah, it's all his. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's server. It's the server it's owner's fault. fault. <laughs> yep. I get Every it. Day. So if something blame bad happens, DM. I can blame Esme or whoever owns the server. You can, no, the, but it ain't gonna work. <laughs> the the <laughs> island is a, a bit different. If you do something bad on the island, it's your fault. But on Lee's server, it's all his fault. <laughs> I like the way I, I support like Phantom. <laughs> I like this message, and I support Phantom on this message. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're safe. <laughs> Uh, I have a very short one. My uh, very first T-Rex tame, I named him Marvin. And I'd only had it maybe two days of gameplay. I got up to maybe level 15. And I'd only been playing the game for maybe a month. I got the bright idea to take on an Alpha Rex. And oh you know where the story goes from there. <laughs> no I more Marvin. <laughs> the oh question is, no. though, was Marvin starving? <laughs> no, was Marvin a Martian? <laughs> and no, Marvin, Marvin was not gun. starving before that, but uh, <laughs> you can guarantee the Alpha wasn't either. <laughs> Wait, was he a Martian though? Was he a Martian with a ray gun that says, I'm going to shoot you with my ray gun? Yes, nope. yes he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a mod. Green, actually, they're all black, and they have a little green cap, big curtain. Green like eyes. trees, like trees that we punch? <laughs> okay, let's try to oh. <laughs> Look at that. I need that wood. I guess I'm punching some trees. Punch you are tree time. all old, so <laughs> you should understand well, what I'm saying. Tip for a new player right now. And Woo since Lex is already talking, you can get us started. Well, mine is first. <laughs> this is punching trees. Okay, so mine is the first anyway, so let's go. For you new players, Bark, I recommend playing official hermit. Like I said, do not use guns. <laughs> uh, join a tribe or make your own. I recommend joining a tribe also, because make your own, you're going to take five years. Uh, it's also good because you get to know the basics of Ark like I did. Yeah, other than not knowing what a fabricator was. And just have a base, get some dialos. Oh, I survived official. When you're doing a group event, don't be stupid like me. Keep anything you want to keep alive away from the fight. Leave it way far away. Don't even bring it. Bring something you don't mind losing. Uh, you don't want to pull a John Hammond. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the original... Spoiler, ah, spoiler, spoiler. We go. You spoiler need to alert. get some that says spoiler. Right, I think we're covered. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we got it. I think it's spoiler. Okay, let him talk. Okay. Let him tell so, <laughs> at the end of the original book, John Hammond hears a pre-programmed roar of a T-Rex from the facility just as everything's safe as they capture the T-Rex. And he jumps off of a hill and rolls down through a bunch of trees and busts himself up before trying to climb up again and then falling down and getting eaten by compies. So the moral of this story is if you're like me and you like to listen to shows on YouTube or anything else that are related, what you're playing like dinosaur documentaries don't freak out when you hear a t-rex roar and you don't see one around you and you're in the forest and just start running because that can end poorly very <laughs> very poorly yes but i'm wondering in that book how john hammond survived that because he's an old dude he you didn't speaking of old dude no <laughs> who's, who's john hammond you did not just say that oh my oh. god yeah you did not just say that like seriously He's the creator of Jurassic Park. He's the old dude with the cane, you know, the amber cane on top. I didn't watch uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, I love that. Part. Oh my gosh, it's I'm like, smashing my head oh, against the table. Hi, John Hammond. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, you guys ready for this? Obviously, yes. punching tree tip for any yes. beginner, Go. even you have to the yell new guys. Him. Spears, make a spear as soon as possible. Don't make one, make eight. So no. instead, you said that we should have eighteen <laughs> spears instead of just eight. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's a good addendum. Yeah, that, that's only awesome if you could carry eighteen. You might want to work on your weight. Yeah, I would just yeah, want to know who came first, up with the whole table second. of spears breaking because Thank sometimes you. they break on one shot, sometimes yeah. they break on twenty-five shots. I don't get it. Agreed. All right. Uh, early on, uh, one of the things that's very important to note when you're trying to tame something. Granted, this is if you don't have a, a quetz or a RG that can pick up the smaller animals or whatnot. If you're having to tame it in the location you knocked it out, a real quick way to help do some defense is throw down some spikes. They take up a good amount of space, they're easy to throw down, and they're not as heavy as if you were going to walk around with a lot of uh, walls and uh, fence foundations. Um, Hulk was doing this a lot on the center server, and I've been actually doing it more and more frequently than the walls, just because it's so much quicker and easier to do. So it helps defend the animal as well as you if you're inside it. Yeah, that's a very good tip. When I first started on the center server, as deadly as, as it was, that's what I did. I just made spike walls before I had a base built. And if I had to log out, I would just set up four spike walls around me and just log out with them. I've never made spike wall spiked walls in art. They're really useful. Right. Well, now you that's, know. Yeah. That's you one guys thing are help I have been doing summer. is um, actually utilizing the spike Make walls everything. a lot more than normal. Because like when um when Smash and I were throwing together a really fast base on the beach on the center map on Lee's map, like that has really been a lifesaver because it would have taken forever to have to fight with the um, little fence fence foundations like yeah foe, like, I hate those and line them up like you just get them go kill some dodos kill some dilos and get that leather and. It's everything you need plus leather, just like you would be doing a wall, but you don't have to mess around with the fence foundations. And also, it stabs any dinosaurs trying to get at you, so I love them. <laughs> yeah, as long as you interlock them in taming and defending yourself, uh, really good tactic to use. Alright, Alpha Tips it is! This is where we share a tip for more experienced players, and Luminant is going to get us started. So this is something I experienced on our first PvP adventure. Uh, you can use the map as a GPS, sort of. Um, if you open the map while you're mounted in first person, and then zoom out to third person, which is where I typically have it when I'm mounted, that little thing that says me on the map, you know how it kind of floats off? And it stays there, even though you're scrolled out with the map out in your hand? Yeah. Well, you can run away from that and it will stay in that exact spot. So if you're getting sick of forgetting where your base is, you know, hop on your mount, zoom into first person, pull your map out. If they have the me enabled, that, that little 3D marker, um, when you zoom out to third person, continuing to hold your map, and then leave, it'll say me in the same exact size and color no matter where you're at on the island for that exact spot. So you can follow that as a giant 3D marker back to wherever you're trying to get. That's a good tip. And no. Foe, you have an alpha tip? Yes. Um, when you use the uh, machine gun turrets and the plant turrets, um, put the machine gun turrets on player only and put the plants on players and mounts. This way the um, the mount won't suck up like all your like ammunition and the plants they have like unlimited so that works and um, if the player gets shot off the mount fast then the mount just sits there and gets killed by the plants. Mm, good idea. Yeah. Which That's is my smart. tip. Tell a 
tools, your building tips, tricks, etc. that you would like to share. So Lee, get us started with your pimp, your hut tip. Building on the island and having built that little claw tip village down there, I learned that it, for me and the way I play, it's here if I have separate buildings that are devoted to uh, different resources, like a refining forge, you know, for all your metal and put a fabricator and a smithy all together. And everything pretty much works together. I find that it makes it easier having everything localized in its own little place so I can quickly access it with whatever dinosaur I'm using to gather those materials. So if I'm out gathering metal, I can bring it to one place and process all the things I need to make whatever item it is I'm wanting to craft in one spot. And then, you know, I'm doing the same with, um, like, if you're cooking and preserving meats and stuff, you know, have all of the things you need, like in a, a grill and preserving bins and maybe a, a storage container full of gasoline and whatever else you need to run all the machinery. It just makes it easier for me. So I'm building my base here with that in mind. I haven't even started building, like, a real house for my character yet. I built a little shack and I'm still living out of the shack, but I've built a taming pen and a refining forge and, you know, a big old wall with a couple of uh, Species X turrets on top and a beacon on top of a rock spire, but I still haven't even started on a proper house. I don't know. It seems like it's very different from the way I did it last time, but it's actually making it more fun because I can kind of uh, provide the materials I need right away to build what I want to build instead of having to, you know, wait until I level up a few times before I can build what I really want to. Now, do you find that uh, it is also a little less monotonous instead of going into the same building through the same door every time? Yeah. Uh, you're going into yeah different places in like a little community almost? Yeah, exactly. It's like having a little town of your own instead of having just a building. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. I, uh, I swung by uh, Angry Beaver Base uh, when I was exploring the server when I first joined up, and uh, it was cool just to see how you know it's laid out. Like you know, there's like a whole parking garage in the center and everything, then buildings around the outside, and it just makes it you know you're not seeing the same thing doing the same thing over and over. Like the less like Minecraft we can make this game, the better. Right? Yeah. Well, the idea is, you know, like uh, the refining forge, I built it big enough I can actually fly my quets into it and land in it Ooh, and unload the materials. That makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, I love doing that with the, the bases where it's big enough for your dinos just to walk in and drop stuff off. Right, everything's yep. purpose-built. Well, how about you, Mr. Iron Badger? We got, we got some experiences coming off the Xbox with you. Yes, so I remember a while ago you guys were talking to Chucks. I don't know if it was... Uh, podcast we were just having conversation uh, but uh, I remember you guys asking Chucks about painting on the Xbox and it's a pain in the neck with the paintbrush I impossible you just don't ever do it because it's not worth your time so I took the time this week to pack down all the ingredients I needed for mind wipe potion and I got myself re Specced and I got the paint gun and it is amazing. I can <laughs> paint now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that awesome. And that and that's kind of my tip for everybody on Xbox. If you haven't used the paint gun to paint your stuff, that's what you need to be using. Wasting your time with the paintbrush. 
Yeah, because he was saying it was in one of our shows where he was saying that um, there's just nothing ever painted on the Xbox on the official servers because mm-hmm. it's just such a pain in the butt. So that that's really neat. I wonder how many people would utilize that. Yeah. Oh, the many glorious things I've built from the cereal box to the toaster strudel box to my tower. Do you know what I'm most proud of? I'm most proud of my outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you took like four pictures of it today. I would now people. I would definitely people. say you're proud of your outhouse. <laughs> a porn potty. No, no, it's a, it's a glorified outhouse. I mean, it is beautiful. It's built up. It's two story. Actually, it's three stories high. But <laughs> anyways, you go up a ramp into the second story. You open up a trap door that leads down to the first story, but you can actually go down there. I have a feeding trough down there with food for the dinosaurs, so it looks like nasty. <laughs> and then also back over in the front where you can't quite see it, I have a compost bin which adds the flies that kind of fly around, and you know, <laughs> perfect place for that, you know. Oh so my you god! Can, yeah. That's you very can actually clever. run up there, turn around, and if you press Z, it actually falls right down through there, <laughs> lands in the feeding trough. But you know, we picked that out. There's no food. There's no and then you put it in the in the compost bin and you know it's multi-purpose you have so your this feeding includes to feed you the having dinos. to pick your poop up well you know they have to be emptied by hand you have a big vacuum sucker thing and <laughs> we're not getting he into cleans this up after himself you don't want yeah. to touch your poop with your hands it's like well, maybe i use it's nature with your hands and it's nature I dare you that. That. It's okay. i dare you no no i'm much more clever than that i use arrows <laughs> And then eventually, <laughs> I use those to infect people when diseases become a thing. <laughs> wow. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happens with the diseases. Diseases where you stick an arrow in their body and squish it around. It helps you plan things, like pre-planning everything, right, Goon? Yeah. You uh, when you want to build, you pre-plan everything. You know, I I draw mine on pieces of paper, graph paper, so I know exactly what I'm going to build, how many walls it's going to take, and it gives you a good idea of how much match you're going to need. To make the walls, the doors, the ceilings, and everything. Then everything's done beforehand. The build will be a lot quick, quicker, and a lot easier, somewhat easier, when you do it that way. That's smart. I just wing it. Man, I had no idea. I know a lot of us last night got to go over to Goon's place, but the the whole graph paper, I would have never even thought about using that to build anything until you see what goon has built it is just amazing you're a brilliant goon you have to go over to his you're a master builder island. yes so um how about you smash what i like to do on certain builds uh bef- when it comes to storage you always start out with that small box and the large box and it takes a long time before you can get to the vault the the really large storage and a good way to get double stacks is to actually build a basement floor and what I mean by it is you just put down one floor one wall high and then actually build on top of it so you've got this basement location uh, that you're walking on but in the locations where you're going to have your large box you actually put them uh, or you place them on that first location they actually stick out above the first floor and then when you actually then you can go the next height up and place a, uh, a ceiling this allows you to have access to the lower uh, stack of large storage and the uh, upper stack of large storage. So you can access both of them without having to go like these long, long rows 
you just double stack it with your build. Uh, just so we all understand, if you stagger them right, you'll have a little bit of the ones from the floor below sticking out, like in front of the ones in the floor you're standing on, right? Well, you could do that, but what I was actually saying is, so you'd have, you have the, the foundation, you build a wall up, you build another foundation or a ceiling, so you're standing on it, you have this one wall yeah. place. You actually put a wall up, so it's like uh, two walls high. Yeah. You're working on the second floor. The third floor, you have another stack of them. So they're actually right above um, one another. You can stagger them if you want to get more, but if you want to have it like in one four foot or one block section, you can actually have the twice as many by going vertical. Okay, interesting. Oh, so you're saying so instead of running up and down different flights of uh, ramps or ladders, it sticks through the roof a little bit or through the floor, ceiling, whatever, so you can access it all on one floor, even though it's on two. Right, right, so basically you look down for some, and then you look up for some, and you can access them from the exact same spot. Oh, that's ingenious. Now, do you have to build the boxes before building the uh, ceilings or anything like that? or? Well, what you do is, is you kind of like uh, what um, Goon was saying, is you plan it. So you go in, here's your floor plan, you decide where you want your storage boxes to be accessible from the floor above you. So you just make sure um, you have that space emptied out, build your ceiling and you can either put the storage units from the the second floor or go into the basement so you can always leave the basement open to access it as storage or run piping yeah. and whatnot so it's it's multiversal but that's a good way to get you double stack storage okay cool i was gonna say that i loved the idea i never even thought about how you did it when we were just throwing together that our fast base was when you put the ceiling right up you were stacking the preserving bins. Like, I always do the basic, oh, put the preserving bins on the ground. I thought it was pretty impressive that you were actually using the walls and the height inside the buildings to, like, we would have our cooking pot, and then you'd put a ceiling stick out, and then you'd put the preserving bins up there. So it's really cool how you brought that in there. So I, I learned something from you that night. I was like, that is brilliant. I don't know why I thought of, didn't think of that. It is one of those things you kind of just have to experiment and see what you can fit into the way Ark has set it up. So it's like you can easily fit two, just, uh, you can fit two, like, um, forges in almost one uh, foundation spot. Now, if you want to fit three, you can do that, but they'll slightly edge out past the flooring. So you can do a lot with the amount of space you have. You just kind of have to fiddle with it. Oh, the whole part of pimping your hut. <laughs> it does yeah. take some practice. Uh, mod spotlight time. Lexi was gonna talk about a mod that she likes. Yeah. Okay. So go now. Okay. My mod of choice I'm going to I'm planning on doing right now is the Star Wars mod. It's well, Star Wars mod. If you don't want, if you want copyright, <laughs> uh, this mod gives you the chance to be a stormtrooper and has the chance to paint all of your armor, stormtrooper armor, a certain way with the Boba Fett helmet. It adds lightsabers, powerful ones, weaker ones, one that you can make in your inventory. The rest have to be made in something that I'll get to in a second. Uh, it adds new building materials, it adds carbonite to make uh, to make everything. It adds the TIE Fighter, the X-Wing, and that's all really cheap, actually. It's just polymer and stuff. I loved having the X-Wing because you could, like, shoot everything. My favorite weapon. Uh, and you make it all, except the ones in the lightsaber, in the walking microwave. It <laughs> only takes cool. oil, and the walking microwave is also known as the replicator. 
but it's much better known as walking microwave. Looks better. Um, I think it's my turn. Um, with the metal and glass walls that Foe introduced to us on his um, center P- of the PvP center server, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the wigs, too, man. I never even thought about that because we had talked about how Ark, we thought it'd be cool to be able to personalize your characters. I just didn't ever think about looking for a mod. How did you end up finding that one? Um, I found it on somebody else's server and I was like, oh my god, I need this <laughs> on every server that I'm a part of. It is so cool. <laughs> And it's kind of weird because we're like, um, you craft the actual wigs and beards and hats and they're, they're all skins that you put over your helmet and you um, unlock the engram and it's like a bowl of fruit for some reason. I picked a bowl of fruit for the wigs and then a Jack Daniels bottle is for like the... Uh, the dudes. Random. Yeah, yep. The anime stuff. Yeah, the yep. anime and nope, the heroes. Um- Anime is Apple. And then um, on the, I don't know what is that Skyrim. Weird Skyrim looking yeah, Skyrim. dragon. Yeah. But it's more um, Elder Scrolls online cool. things than yeah, Skyrim. Yeah. So it was. It's pretty neat because the crafting agents to craft the stuff is just fiber and wood. Wood. So it's super simple. I like simple. my fedora. I'm Perry the Platypus. I like that. I'm in love sort of anticlimactic that I got cut off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when I was saying Perry the Platypus. There we go. The Batman helmet says, I'm Batman, when you put it on. Right. (laughs) Does it really? Yes, when you make it. When you make it, it goes, I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the glass metal walls are um, also a lot of fun. We put these on our server because I saw Vo had added them there, and they're gorgeous. Like, you can do your foundations or glass. The one way, it is just totally... um, made boat building that much more amazing because you can put your whole boat like we were messing around with goon's boat last night making his underwater observatory with that glass as opposed to the greenhouse glass we were using but then my like inland base boat is so cool to put in the one-way glass because you can go down this river of death and get right up and it'd be like a perfect tour boat because you can just go and i'm (laughs) My next thing is to see if the spyglass works through it. So I could just go shopping for Triceratops or T-Rexes <laughs> or anything down this river and just pick them out that way. So that's my next thing. But I'm in love with these walls. I think it's like cool that you can dye the glass. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh. Got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a... <laughs> that's out! Oh! oh! Yes! That's awesome! Yeah, I tried to um, solo tame a Quetz with Scorpion, and it was an involved process. I had to tame a Scorpion. Luckily, I found an 85 level 1, and it teamed out at 120-something, so not too bad on the melee damage. And uh, I found a level 120 Quetz, so I was chasing him around. And you got to get right up on him, just like between their neck and the root of their right wing. For that scorpion to be in just the right spot where it'll sting it. And every time it does, of course, the Quetz freaks out and speeds off in a different direction. And since you're on Argy, you know, you're not quite as fast. So it, it took, I don't know, a good half hour before he ran into a mountainside. And when he did, I got him trapped underneath the scorpion. So the scorpion's stinging him. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to knock out any time. No, he just died. So I had to start over. <laughs> what level was the scorpion? Uh, like I said, he was like level 120-something. I want to think 127. The scorpion or the Argent? I mean, not the Argent, the, uh... No, the Quetz was 120, the Scorpion was like 127. 
Oh, that's why I died. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, the it, the he would torpor it up, up enough that it would knock it out, but it, it, apparently he just does so much damage that he killed it instead. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's gotta I be a lower one, level. Yeah. I found a level 125, so I started chasing that around, and it was like getting on quarter to four in the morning, and I was about ready to just give up, because I'd been chasing this damn thing around these rock spires in the center map for an hour. And finally... Finally, he freaked out and flew into some trees and got hung up, so I was able to jump off my bird real quick. My scorpion was still an aggressive, so he's running around trying to tag a bunch of stuff, but I was just like, by that point, I was like, scorpion, die. Pulled out my trank gun and brought that quetz down and tamed it. It was so good. Good job. It felt so good. But I named that quetz pain in the ass. <laughs> for good reason. I have one for the uh, manta. Go for Please it. do. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Those things are a nightmare to tame. Wise words. I've never had a problem. Of course not. It's you. You're the one who never has a problem. You're the guy with like a thousand dinos. Well, I mean, it took it took at least five or six. No, I took 24. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but it took at least like five or six to get used to it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh my. So moving on to Enraged. Okay, just gotta do this one thing and I'll be done. What do you mean I can't do it? It's not letting me do it. I just want to do this one thing. Man, this still stresses me out. Uh, this is where we share something that we would like to see changed or something that the community seems to dislike. So, um, mine was just, I'm still always annoyed that berries weigh 10 pounds. I just, everybody's yes. like, oh, they're dino-sized berries. Well, then if they're dino-sized berries, why do I have to eat so many to get full? If they're dino-sized berries, I should just eat one because it's gargantuan and it should fill me up. So, I don't, yeah. A blueberry the size of a grapefruit. Yeah, I'm still not, <laughs> I'm still annoyed with the fact that berries weigh me down so much so blackberries yeah. the sizes of clusters of grapes yeah right it's ridiculous that sounds tasty trying to gather anything with a triceratops is just like a futile effort because you gather like three times as much berries as you do anything else yeah you got plenty <laughs> so smash what are you enraged about this week was the first time i actually tried to tame one of the gallimimuses and it was a great success i actually was taming it while taming an argy on the center map and it went smoothly had a cross uh, the crossbow Trank darts, no problems whatsoever. Tame it up, I leave, it dies. Just because a freaking Bronto was pissed and oh was my. attacking something else. So it, it killed the, the galley before I could get it back. Well, after that, every other freaking tame died over and over and over and over, all because of their low health. It was just aggravating because that first one went so smoothly, it just was compiling over and over how badly all these others were failing using the same methods, I had to eventually get the gun because nothing else would work. That's what was pissing me off. Yeah, I had the same issue too. I uh, used the Trank arrows to tame my first one. It went smooth. I thought it was so easy, but I ended up going to get a second one. For like I think it was a female for my male. And I killed like eight of them before I was able to tame it. Yeah, and it was weird is... is um, it was like a, I think the one I tamed first was like a level 55. Shot it in the head with the crossbow. It did like you, it went smooth. Then I took the arrows and then I took everything else, even the slingshot. Everything was killing it, and I, it was just so weird. Did you have any problems luminin on the on the island server? No, I use the darts. You guys know oh. the Dodo Dex app? They actually have in there a, a kill calculator. It tells you what, how likely you are to kill it using yeah. certain trank methods. Yeah, uh, still annoying. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it's annoying. It's fun. It really is. They're fast. They are oh, fast. Yeah. Bolas required. The bola? Yeah, I have no oh, idea yeah. how people tame these things before. Uh, you, yeah, that's that's what I had to eventually do is the bola and then the, the, the gun and the spikes and... It went smooth after that. No, if you're gonna use the bolos, it takes like it took me like three for mine, because it would fade or break or something, and it get loose. Okay. Well, when you're using the bolo, are you encasing it, or are you bellowing it, shooting it, and then it's running away? I bolo it, and then it kind of stops and kind of gurgles and growls or whatever at you, and you shoot it, and then I, I do the like five to six second wait time with the darts, uh -huh. and after like five or six shots, the bolo would disappear and it'd start sprinting off again so you'd have to chase it now with another bolo okay the, the best thing for that you only need one bolo take some spikes with you because if you encompass it with spikes it can't get away so i mean uh, so bolo it freeze it throw down all your spikes around it and if you want to stay in close or uh, in case just use your your bird to fly in so you have enough space to land it it can't get away and then you can just stand there and keep shooting it oh that's a good idea and the spikes don't hurt it because it's a wild dino right Right, and it, they're, they're facing out where he's going from the inside, so he's not going to get spiked, at least in my experience. And can any of them uh, run over the spikes if they're pointed out? No. No. Cool. That's the nice thing about spikes is it prevents all dinos. They can't get over it. It's too high or something. When you use a bola and it breaks, can you use it right after? Because I was trying to do that with a pteranodon and I wasn't able to. I don't think you can. No. You can they, uh, I, couldn't. I think it's like yep. a two to five second delay before another one can be used. Oh, okay. Like three times. It shows like sparks go flying from underneath the thing's feet, and then I've actually never seen the bolos break. I don't know if they break. It just after they only last that, so long, and then they fade. Yeah, they dissolve. Yeah, they wear off. Yeah. Apparently, when I first started playing, I played mostly on a uh, PvP server, and eventually, me and a lot of other guys just got sick of the server because there's this tribe that alpha tribe that just kind of took over and demolished everything it was just they were just frustrating so i leave i come back two months later i for the first time i got back on today and i spawn into this little box and this other tribe had apparently taken over and they figured out the exact spawn areas in the easy spawn locations so whenever you spawn into an easy spawn zone you end up in a little brick or a little uh stone box no escape unless you figure out how to kill yourself and that is Ridiculous. There is no way you should be able to do that. So that's that's like one thing I would consider game breaking on an official server. I don't consider that to be acceptable. I yeah, and that's when you were telling us I'm like they why is this even allowed to be a thing? Like they could totally they won't let us place anything near our enemy base. Then why the crap should we be able to place stuff over a spawn point? And no kidding. It it's stupid. They need to Put a marker down and have the same thing pop up. Cannot place blah, blah, blah near, you know, so many distance from a spawn point. They already have the technology. They're already doing it for our enemy structures. They need to do it for this. Yeah. I mean, the problem with that is, is how far do you have to go out? And what's right. going to prevent them from putting the railings down and just, or spike yeah. walls around that area? Just you building a I mean? kilometer wide one, right? Right. Well, they just go out farther. Yeah, that's part of the problem is they actually did do that with one of the areas. They they well, used uh they used behemoth gates and this big huge area you just couldn't go around. However, I figured out, hey, I can jump off a cliff into a water, so I escaped, but it's a pain in the neck. <laughs> they shouldn't be able to do that. So maybe just a random spawn then, not oh hey, let's just yeah. like plopping bodies out in the same yep. area. 
know, yeah. like randomly. Yeah. Or a bubble they could. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator style. Oh, you like slow down from the sky in a bubble. That's or you just yeah. drop violently naked from the sky like right. a Terminator. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Like goon. Kinda like goon. <laughs> yeah, Superhero so, landing. Yeah, so that sh totally shouldn't be a thing. I agree, and that's it's it's ridiculous that it's being allowed to go on, and that's what sucks. I think right now is because there's no there's you don't have the admin thing that you have on an unofficial. You know, you're just kind of left to your own devices. <laughs> like yeah, like what Luminan you were saying to you could tweet them on Twitter to like report it. Well, That'd I've be seen cool. People do it on Twitter. But you can you can report it on Survive the Ark. Just put a post in their forums, or on Reddit, or just however you want to get hold of them, and uh, you know make sure you tag one of the community managers, and they will get somebody on it to go to that server. And I've actually read a post where they went in and destroyed all the structures this one tribe had Good. across the entire island. They were an alpha awesome. tribe. They had, I mean, uh, they were listing the stuff off that they had to broke. They lost like seventy two metal behemoth gates and all this other stuff. And the community manager responded to the thread and was like, well, yeah, that's because you did this, and that's stupid. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Put them in that place. Here. Sell it. Our damn Iki. Guess who's in our damn Iki, guys? Guess. Guess who's you. in it. Goon! Yeah, had a little bit of trouble this week. <laughs> I tried to get my one of an Ankylosaurus so I can go out in the ocean and collect some oil off the rocks. So I went up to the volcano, was looking around, and everything was so low level. I finally found one 72 fighting a, a Rex was attacking it. So I swooped down, grabbed it, saved it from the Rex. It's a little bloody, no, you know, very little blood on it. I take it back to my taming pen, I dropped it in, ran in, grabbed my bow with my, my crossbow with some trank arrows, come back, and it's completely covered in blood. Apparently, I forgot that I left a level 112 Dilo in my taming pen. And when I dropped in my Inky... <laughs> Whoopsies. It was not pretty. It, I, I tried to tame it. Third arrow killed it. <laughs> Oops. Oh, Damn man. you, Inky! <laughs> Moving on to the last call. Did you have something that you forgot to mention during the show? Say it now or wait a week. Looming in. I wanted to give a big congrats to the Dodo Dex app. They hit 200,000 downloads, which is fantastic. Like, that's that's crazy. Hell yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Speaking of crazy, due to no entries in our 10th episode giveaway, uh, I'm going to officially postpone it until episode 25. So, sorry guys, but uh, that's how it works. But this Daddy gives a chance for all the other people out there who have a friend who hasn't had a chance to play the game yet, but you've been trying to get them to play, this is how you do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I would like to remind everybody at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on June 4th, 2016, we are having our Crossroom Rebellion meet and greet for all the ARC server members. Iron said he's even going to record a video of his Xbox face. Yes, I am. So we will be able to see his, a tour, so that will be cool. And um, yeah, so we'll be taking the tours of each other's bases, and then this is also a time for, uh, you know, anybody who's come to play with us on the server to, you know, hop in TeamSpeak and get to meet everybody and, and hook up and talk and play and kill things. So, ta-da! That's what that's about. Goon, 
What do you have to, uh, what's your last call? I'd like to wish a happy anniversary to our Xbox correspondent, Chucks. That's why he wasn't on tonight. He's spending some quality time with his wife for the anniversary. So, good on them. Happy anniversary! Later, Gator. Well, Crocodile. There we go. the map. What happened? Well, the trouble I was having with the center I discovered was only one area of the map has bugs, apparently. Huh. Not, not like, I want to eat you bugs, but buggy. You want to eat bugs? No. Crunchy protein. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm just messing with you. I'm going to try to tame him out here I need protein, wild, but not, not that desperately. Captivity. I was listening to the Star Talk podcast the other day, and I could not believe it that they were actually one of their sponsors as an advertiser for no shit cricket power bars. They're made from cricket powder instead of flour. Ugh. Like real crickets, <laughs> they grind nasty. them up into powder. Ah, it's delicious. That's, that's nasty. That is fucking disgusting, yeah. That's They're nasty. all like talking about how cricket protein is. I'm like, yeah, it's a powder, I'll get my protein though. by eating a nice juicy steak. I don't need to eat a cricket bar. Thank you. Yeah, that's not the last time I <laughs> but if it's like it's just like a protein powder. What's the difference, though? <laughs> um, I like to choose the source of my protein, so... <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I hate when they, their legs get stuck in That's their teeth. That's nature. Aww. <laughs> Especially if they're twitching. Bugs. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, has everybody gone to the bathroom, let their dog out, brush their teeth, touch your I'm pants I'm doing off, all three right now. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Brushing your teeth, taking the dog out, and taking a piss at the same time. Yeah, I'm multitasking. Okay. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on. I gotta uh, drive to South Carolina. Wait for me. Unacceptable. <laughs> no, I, come back. <laughs> I just had to get a lie in. Come back. Put on a diaper, Phantom. All right, we'll hold our breath. And nope. Okay. Are you gonna count down? Yours is in mauve. I made your stuff you're reading in mauve. Sound good? Okay. What? So it's like. <laughs> exactly. What do you want to sing? What do you want to sing? He's been extra note. Should we sing? Like, what do you sing to anniversary people? Like, for he's a dog. Celebrate or... good times. Come on. There you go. I was thinking commercials. Like, no, like, just like the birthday, heavy birthday. Oh, I was thinking like funeral music. That's actually totally right. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> oh, do we have to pay for that now? This is getting weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not singing. Yeah, four hours in, it tends to. <laughs> no, no. It's not the lead. It's just getting weird. I was, I was thinking somebody's rocking, knocking the boots. <laughs> Later, guys. Good note to Bye. 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 Bye.